Toxcast episode one, season four, one hundred, episode one hundred forty-two. We'll get there in like. 20, I mean, we're episode 38. eighty of this season. Yeah, this is just the eightieth episode of this season. Yeah, this is actually the second season two. Yeah, we had to redo. Soxcast Ketsu. Stop, stop trying to be it. Japanese. You I... suck at it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm making fun of Durarara, which had three season twos. And oh, was right, just kind of right. stupid. They did that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So someone on the Discord was like, hey, how's you rah rah? And I'm like, well, the three season twos were kind of mediocre. <laughs> season one is so good, though. <laughs> Soxcast 2, The Search for Polly. Is this where I don't have to be on anymore? Man, that would be the fucking dream. <laughs> you imagine course, if that's... I didn't have to host this thing anymore? Wow. Me and Rat just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw how well that worked out before. I, I didn't. Yeah, we'll I, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to it. Oh. I'm just. I'm kidding. I listened. I oh. edited the damn thing. We did one episode, and then I was just like, I can't do this. It's not you. It's Polly. <laughs> oh. That's true. Polly's the connective tissue. Yep. Rhett oh. and I, we we like each other a lot, but. <laughs> But you like me way more. The soul, more. Of, the, the yeah. soul of the socks cast. I am the bottom of the shoe of the socks. The cast. bottom of the shoe. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this for this season's the one that actually split off from being an adaptation of the original like written site early on. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting all the good like 2010 stuff from the written reviews. Yeah, we're kind of just like now that we're in the remake. Yeah, it's like the HD remaster. Of socks mm-hmm. make people sexy dot nets finally happening. Oh, finally <laughs> happening. <laughs> It'll be everything you want, and you won't have to wait eight more years for it, like Final Fantasy VII. Welcome to the Socks Cast, episode eighty. That's a nice. That's a nice round number. I like that. I like it too. I think we should stop after this one. That sounds like a good idea. Just like eighty. That's a nice succinct number, and then we'll do Socks Cast two. The search for Polly. The search for Polly. Yes! <laughs> so who out there in internet lands ready for a goddamn podcast? I am. You, you're ready? Okay, you're ready for a podcast. Good! Wait, the, Good. the people that are answering, well, they, they can because we're on the Twitch, but... But, there'd be yeah. a delay too, so, there'd be, so you would have been pausing for like 30 seconds. Well, it's only like a three to four minute. Or, or second um, delay now on Twitch, so okay, it's, it's not that long now. Somebody could type something in chat, and I could be like, like somebody in chat type, "My butt really hurts." Watch how quick this shit pops up. Oh shit! Don't make me out to be liars, you motherfuckers. Don't worry, it'll happen. I will Just come wait. and destroy every single one of you. Oh, there it is! There it is, there is one! See, that was... kind of. It kind of worked. It kind of worked. Unless Twitch dialed back on the whole... Uh, we, we give you a low latency thing. I don't know. Who, who cares? So, the lot out of the way. Let's get introductions to my immediate virtual right. He loves titties! It's Rhett. Hello. Get the fuck off my podcast right now. 
Hey everyone. You're getting the fuck off of my podcast. <laughs> I got a new microphone. Do I feel sound a little different? Getting the fuck off of my goddamn <laughs> podcast. Polly says I have lots of bass now <laughs> in my voice. <laughs> Wait, did you say red likes titties? God. I love titties. Mmm. Big old titties. Man, watermelons. I'm never doing another podcast again. Never. <laughs> it's never happening. It's the creepiest fucking thing I've heard in my life, I swear to God. Hey, right, could you repeat that one more? What was that last one? No, bit? he's not going to repeat that. <laughs> okay, I broke. <laughs> so, Rhett. You sound clear, Rhett. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Good. You got yourself. Whoa, whoa, man. I just. The Rhett energy looks like. <laughs> Shut up. energy is hitting some, me so hard now. Some big Rhett energy there. I see. Pancho thinks I should do the whole show like that. No, I don't think he should. <laughs> I don't think I should either. We would be down. What? We would be down one entire host if, if uh, Rhett decided on that <laughs> course of action. Boy, this this podcast would get a lot shorter. So <laughs> somebody give me a fucking reason. Hey, if you want to make it real short, fire John I, as well. That's a yeah. good point. I could. We just, both went to the same joke at my expense. I could literally <laughs> just fire you both, and this would be like an amazingly short podcast. Yeah, economical. You'd be like, hey, hey, y'all, I played this and this. Now, hey, Polly. Yo. Yeah. I'm sorry for doing that voice that you hate. So sorry. I'm just <laughs> I'm just closing Skype entirely. Do I have a There it is. I just closed Skype entirely. So, we no longer have co-hosts here on the Socks cast because I just fucking fired everybody. How about that? Does that work for everybody? Does everybody feel much better now? <laughs> ah. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Soxcast, episode 80. <laughs> uh, this is where we go edit point. No, this is where we literally keep it in. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we used to do that. Be like, oh, edit point, clap, clap, clap. Yeah, and now it's just like, <laughs> fuck it. What are you editing at this point when you're recording the whole fucking thing live, right? Yeah. To my immediate virtual left, we don't have a McElroy brother. But we do have John Thayer. Hi. You got me right with the mouthful of Doritos. Yep. Just a big old... Bring that good gamer energy to this podcast. Yeah, we got... Somebody's got to. Nobody ever gamer talks... Gamer fuel. Nobody ever talks... I'm representing. You're, yeah, so gamers are underrepresented in all media, I find. They're the mm. most persecuted class. Yeah, like, who's going, to, who's going to be the voice of the gamers here? I mean, all Steam does. All, all Steam does is put out I've visual got a novels voice for the and shit all day. If you want one? What? Y'all are talking over. All, I'm the voice of all gamers. <laughs> we are very persecuted. All right, y'all can just do the podcast yourself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's not tempt Polly anymore. All right. Gamers are underrepresented. Ever. I think Polly quit again. Oh no. Nope, she's still she's on. <laughs> yeah, she's not saying anything. <laughs> eh, it'll be fine. Wanna go straight into it? We can ha Polly can jump back in whenever. No, let's just let this awkward silence hang for like All five right, cool. minutes. <laughs>
Alright, cool. <laughs> I heard giggling. Don't worry, I have some Doritos I can munch on. Here, let me just not... Oh, oh so let's I, just make I, this total podcast poison. Let's just make it the worst imaginable podcast <laughs> anyone could ever listen to. I've got some Pepsi here if you want me to take a big... Get your big slurp and just let rip with a big meaty burp. I can't burp. Like, I don't actually... I don't burp, swear to God. Wait, why don't you burp? Wait, 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 burp. wait, wait. We can't talk about anything until we get, like, what? <laughs> I don't burp. I've said this before. You've never said this, and you're full of shit. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What right, is yeah, I, was, I was making a fart joke there, but I don't actually burp. That's true, though. You're oh, a shit. We... <laughs> Well, it's a good thing he can do that, or else how, how else how would we expel the proper gases? Yeah. So you're just They're like weird. an all-butthole man. I'm an alien, or something. I, I, ABM, all-butthole man. <laughs> oh, no. I think that, that that should be, like, your new Twitter name, too. All-butthole man. Nah. Nah. Who in the chat agrees that Rhett should change his Twitter nah. name to all-butthole man? Who agrees I should talk in that voice the whole episode? <laughs> I think we're gonna get more votes for democracy, me. Democracy, anarchy, democracy, anarchy. Just mute it so I can let like a big burp out too. <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh man, is my favorite manga. Why do we ever talk about video games? Like, yeah, like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> Nobody cares about video games anyway. We just want to hear about Rhett's butthole problem. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not a problem. Well, I guess it is kind of a problem. <laughs> All Butthole Man is... Yeah, it's free. Yeah, go for it, Rhett. Grab yourself a, a hot new account. Villain. Go ahead. Rhett, if you register All Butthole Man, I'll buy you a sub. A sub? Yeah, I'll buy a uh, sub. You mean like on Twitch? Yeah, like on Twitch. At Subway uh, or like. I mean, I if he wants a a Subway gift card, I would get him one. <laughs> nah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> so who's gonna talk about something? But I so, will. Okay, All right, John, you. go talk I will about start something. Boldly forward, so that we can talk about the most important video game of the last like decade. Um, I want to talk to you all about Arafel. Oh, oh, my God. oh do shit. we need do no, we wait. need to get my homeboy Lord Nash in on this? Oh, I should have read the whole thing. <clears throat> Before we talk about this, though, I need to issue a warning for like the next bit of the little podcast, just so that y'all kind of know what we're going to be talking through. Um, and that's that Lord Nash is weak against Earth and air magic, but he's immune to their status effects, stone and shock. <laughs> Um, can y'all remember what the next part was? Uh, oh, he's also... He's immune to their status magic. effects, I think. Stone and shock. Yeah, I got to that part. Oh, I mean, man. he has access to Vampire Bite and Blizzard. Oh, wait, there was more? You kept only posting the one screenshot eventually. Because oh, he can no, only fit to, yeah. so much. Oh, my I have God. To, I had to edit it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and you, um, you'll also be talking about this game on another podcast that you're on as well, right? Yeah, so I'll, I'll keep it there. I'm going to be a lot nicer and like more thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, There's be a lot, a lot more incisive and dick ish here. That's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's an RPG maker game. 
um, which are, you know, obviously the most important and best video games, mm-hmm. um, generally. Um, this was on Steam for ten bucks, which not, you know, not the, not a great start compared to like, you know, the cool weird freeware stuff. But it's cool that people are selling the games now. I think. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's cool. Yeah. But so if that's not like an issue on its own, like I think Lisa's like a big, cool like paid thing. Yeah, Lisa's um, like ten bucks or something. And hey, we can't forget Helen's Mysterious yeah. Castle, which is like two yeah. or three bucks. Absolutely, it's RPG gradually. Maker games are rad. Give them a chance. Yeah. Absolutely, this one. It basically feels like someone wanted to make a AAA video game and then tried to represent that within RPG Maker. Mm. I, which is you know, kind That's of admirable. A, exactly, I was going to say this is a, this is an admirable thing to do. Uh, it's I very ambitious. Of, I kind of get that because that's kind of what Hunters is, except <laughs> in Flash. There you go. Um, and like this is, it's nice. It's cute. It's <laughs> trying its best. Um, it's but, just I started. I couldn't stop laughing after a certain point because it just—it's very unedited, kind of. <laughs> it's it polished, like the pro. Like there's not like a bunch of grammar errors or anything, so it's clean and polished. It's just that it drags out every plot point, like way more than it needs to. Mm-hmm. And it has these moments that maybe could have let everything cool about the story falls flat because they have to explain to you why it's cool. Mm. Yeah, and if you have to explain why something's cool, like, yeah. it's, it's probably not cool. Yeah, like, they just, um... Like, it's sort of a Destined Hero type story, except that it's not, they... It's clear, like, from the beginning that sh- this girl is just on this quest because she just kind of was in the right, wrong place at the wrong time, and that is what kind of thrust her into this role. And that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like Girls in the Sky. But then they like explicitly point out like several times, like, wow, it's just think you if you hadn't done this then none of this would have happened. If only you know, generally when you have destined big destined heroes, then they're like that from birth or whatnot, but there's a big mm. problem. You just lucked it had the bad luck. I'm so sorry, da 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 da. I'm sorry you had to just like layering it on and on. <laughs> um it's, and that like goes into all of its systems too, because it's only like a ten hour. It's like a ten hour game, um, but like, it has a bunch of like character customizations as a crafting system. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, and it ha- and it expl- explains it all laboriously uh, before every fight, every boss fight until the final dungeon. It gives you a big like cue card explaining like what their strategy is what their weaknesses are that's a, like why wouldn't you just are. why wouldn't you just go all in at that point and just do it for everything like what's the point of just not doing because if you don't do it for the final dungeon it looks like you're just like man i'm tired of working on this let's just get this dumb thing out already well, it, felt, it felt like a racing of stakes because you you spoiler alert you refight lord nash and there's no big thing and it's actually like by that point, I was almost, like, invested, like, oh, cool. Like, and now is... it's just, like, the Mario memory card for Mario 3, uh, the card game, where you've got to <laughs> just, like, remember what are the things he's weak against. Well, shit, shit. If, I, if I took a screenshot earlier, y'all are fucked. <laughs> I got the oh, memory sure of a John fucking... I'm sure John had that one. I 
have the memory of a fucking goldfish. I'm never going to remember this shit. Well, John knew exactly what I didn't actually fight. I didn't actually fight him because about a third in, um, I was Uh, really bored. (laughs) So I turned on story mode. Oh, which they give you very helpfully, and you can turn it on and off whenever you want. And it just gives you an insta kill move that you can use infinitely. <laughs> so I just played the rest of the game with that. It's kind of like and it's really fun. It reminds me of a a kind of like a work in progress thing that I did in Game Maker, where it's a platformer, and the, like you know, it's set to have platforming challenges if you want to make them. But there's also just a button you can press where the game will stop and drop you a car, and you can just throw it and kill ev- literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you can turn it on and then grind and then turn it back off is another funny thing because <laughs> you get all the rewards and whatnot. wow so there's a little bit of a grind point that I stopped at but really mm. there wouldn't have been a grind point I just didn't engage with the side quests if I wanted to really get into Arafel the, the fiction of Arafel um, I would be replaying it and just engaging with the side stuff uh, because that paces out the world it makes the labyrinthine world layout make more be more deserved because otherwise it's very linear and you have a map and it has a waypoint that tells you where the next story beat is oh boy it's so triple a <laughs> it hurts yeah it tells so you exactly what yeah th- does the crafting add anything like i guess you wouldn't really know because you kind of trivialize um, the combat I but think it, i think it, it was good in the sense of it like stayed pretty balanced and like made me kind of think a bit like on the the Lord Nash mm. fight was good, after, you know, all that. Um, so I think it might actually hold together, in that mm. sense. And if that, and if it is holding together, then you actually would be thinking about the crafting stuff, which is pretty simple. Mm. Um, so I always think the best crafting systems are the ones that are just like out of the way, like get yeah, it out of my face. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's the Last of bad. Us is probably the best one. Where it's, it's like when like, I think hey, of a good when I think of a good crafting system in an RPG, I think East Eight because. Halfway through the game, I didn't even realize it, the game didn't have currency. I was like, wait, I'm crafting everything. How did I not uh, fucking notice that? That's funny. That's so classic. So, yeah, I think it's good in a sense. It's just that it is, it's so worried about you not noticing all the parts of it that are good that it mushes your face in all of it. Yeah. And then it starts feeling like you're being mushed in a turd. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog. Um, like every like, if you just like wrote out a list of like plot beats and character beats and whatnot, I think it would, and then even like mapped out like the play, and the general like challenges, it would seem like a pretty solid construction. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it's so earnestly like worried about you missing anything, and it made me feel better about. Um, Never mind. It it was that Go, was very off putting. Say it, say it, John no. Thayer. I know what you were gonna say. You made me feel better about the game that I'm releasing this week, right? Because <laughs> you are doing that this week. Yes, I am. I actually was thinking about putting a difficulty mode into that too, and then I played Airfell, and I was like, nah. Yeah, I bet that would have changed some folks' opinions of it. Mm, yeah. No, because. Oh wait! I was thinking about packing maps with it too. <laughs> I decided against it. An easier difficulty or a harder difficulty? An easier difficulty. Oh, okay. 
you kept threatening to make it harder for everyone, and you're like, they're like, no, no, please. Well, like, every single so far, like three testers finished the game, and all of them finished with zero potions at the end, Jesus. zero healing items. So I was like, all right, I think this is perfectly balanced. It sounds like like that is the definition of perfectly balanced when you think about it. It's the dragon <laughs> potion, dragon quarter. You'll do the last drop. <laughs> So yeah, Arafel is, it's cute. It's trying so hard. Oh my god! I, I managed to um, go on the internet archive and I tracked down. You see, this is actually a remake of a game from like 2007. Arafel Legend of something or other. Um, also made an RM2K3. So I'm really interested in how that um, 2007 version plays because I think it might be better because it'll be less. It, they won't. He won't have tried as hard, maybe. <laughs> part one of a ten-part like, series. The two thousand seven one is more interesting because it hasn't like filed off all the sharp edges. That's kind of that's kind of well. I haven't played it much of it yet. Yeah, but, but it sounds just, like that could what generally that could would expect very easily be. be the case. Like there's not a easy funky mode one hit kill button probably. Potentially, uh, which you know I was I liked it because I. I wouldn't have finished the game otherwise. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. It's you know what we were talking about the other night? How people don't know what they want until you give it to them? Yeah, exactly. So do you think you would have given up on this game if the one-hit kill mode wasn't there? No, because I have to do it for... I have to do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm fucking it. obligated. The best reason to play a video okay, game. Well, <laughs> if not for that, I guess. I if just wonder I had... if you... If I had if been you... patient with it and come at it with the, a more generous mindset and I'd finished it by playing it legit and doing the side quests instead of... Yeah. And I would have had a better time with it. That's really certain say. of that. I, like... I came away from the game, like, not thinking it was good, but, like, okay, I would have... If I'd known that it wrapped up this neatly, I would have trusted it more. Because I didn't trust that it was going to be worth yeah. anything at the end. So I, I, I like it. It's just, I just want to give it a hug and pat it on the head and say, you're doing a great job, sweetie. <laughs> Send you it on its way. Like, you did, you did okay. I did, I did um, tweet. One thing is that it doesn't have, um, I feel like this is, in, I, I, I linked Polly and you both, um, actually, the trailer, which has the, in the music in the trailer. Oh my God. Which is so earnest. Yeah. And like, so, movie trailer, like, oh, feel things. <laughs> and that's the soundtrack for the whole game. What? <gasps> the whole game is just yeah. like completely like oh feeling so oh, this is the most important thing. Um, <laughs> I want to put it, make a game with that vocal track <laughs> as the background now. <laughs> and then um, I I complained online because I said like when you do the cool ocean palace thing of playing the level music during the fight, and you do that for every fight in the whole game. <laughs> Then it doesn't. It's not the cool Ocean Palace thing anymore. Yeah. So yeah. there's just no bo battle music. There's no. Ba there's no regular. There's boss music, but there's no regular battle music. It's just yeah, playing yeah, level yeah. music all the time, and it's it just feels like it's trying to add more import when and it makes you sick of the songs faster. Because I think you're the, just kind of assuming that because of the Ocean Palace thing, where it's just they don't have a battle theme. Yeah, and I'll no I no I know that he did that on purpose because I tweeted about it and then the creator of the game added me. 
because he name searched the game. <laughs> I was like, well, actually, I did it because da, 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 because I think it's annoying when the battle music jumps Uh-oh. up. And, da, da, which was oof. Mm. The Every first area of this game is of equal importance. It's yeah. literally the loudness wars where you, if everything is loud all the time, then nothing can ever truly peak. Yeah, that's about it. Like they, they have the big final boss with multiple forms, and then like before the um, like between each form, it has like a big text box explaining what's happening to him. Like, oh, he's lost all his any trace of humanity, and this character is gone now because he's just I don't know, like two text boxes uh. while he's just, and then he just so it just sucks away <laughs> all the good. <laughs> I'm going to add text boxes to the final boss of Hunters. That's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> great idea. So yeah, that that was my Arafeld journey. I want to play the I both of those games, both of the um the original Arafeld and, and a couple other games um that he made are offline forever now. I had to track them down on the Wayback Machine. You love that thing. You just love, love deep diving into people's histories of I stuff they love, want deleted. I love <laughs> finding stuff that artists are ashamed of. Makes me very happy. It's pretty uh, neat. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I don't delete shit though, so. Yeah, you and me never had to do that for me. Yup. We're we're putting our heart on our sleeves. This is all of our shit forever. <laughs> Here's all of my flash movies from the last two decades. Oh man. On YouTube yeah. now. I versus Pi is kind of a trip now. It's a time capsule for sure. It's very much wise. a time capsule. I think it's cool. Um, I have not watched much much of it though. You you showed me the one that you really wanted me to watch. Yeah, that was a good time. So that's Airfell, and it's being remade in Unity, so it can be ported what? to Switch. Uh, <laughs> I hope they add more tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> but it's being remade. Oh, yeah, in Ninte- we'll add that Nintendo polish and really put rubber padding. <laughs> Just really tutorial the, the fuck out of that thing, man. Can you look look at all those extra buttons he can annotate? with their own text box to tell you exactly what they do. Think about that. Uh-huh. You can well, do what like if it's just one button but then to attack you have to shake the controller. There you go. <laughs> well, you get you get to make a text box for that and I'm sure that makes him very happy. If you stop moving for 3 seconds it tells you which way to go. Yeah, that should be a thing. And, and tells you the controls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a bunch of the appeal of the game was like trying to watch someone make like a AAA type thing but like <laughs> having to squeeze it into an RPG maker engine mm-hmm. like having the text box before you walk into a room that I like do you want to go ahead or do you want to skip the cutscene or what and that's just in place because otherwise you can't skip cutscenes um... there's no like built in functionality for that in RPG maker um, so there's all these like little slightly clunky workarounds to yeah. make it more accommodating that makes sense, uh, but because I was just like, "Why would you have a skip cutscene button? Don't you believe in your thing?" Because mm-hmm. people told me to add skip <laughs> cutscene buttons to Hunters, and I like very loudly protested. <laughs> and then I eventually made like a twenty pixel one in the top left corner. Um, like that is, but that is that's for like when you have a big boss fight after a minute of cutscene. So it kind of, and they can be hard. So it's nice. Well, sometimes um, the text leading up to a boss is the anticipation, and you should click through it again if you die. It's like running back, it's running back to a boss in Dark Souls. Thank you. That's kind of <laughs> like that. I have a lot of that in my game. Once so, oh, jeez. So Xenogears <laughs> is Dark Souls. Basically. Uh, 
Xenogears is... <laughs> Xenogears literally has a boss before the end of the first disc that is, like, an hour and a half of dialogue. Uh, see the, okay. And if you die There's... to that boss, you're fucked. God, what is Xenogears? <laughs> a great game! <laughs> it's End of Evangelion, the video game. Basically, oh, yeah. Okay, I'll say, Xenogears like... Xenogears is the opposite of Trails in the Sky. <laughs> I can agree to that. I can agree to that. I love I love Xenogears, and I can fully yeah. agree to that. I can it's totally copy that. It's not necessarily negative. It's just it is the opposite. I will say there's a within reason like ten minutes tops when you're doing like a forty minute cutscene, then a boss fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> God, and the so text fun. crawl in Xenogears is so slow with no way to uh... speed it up. If I died to that boss, I would either quit the game forever or like grind. I would grind for like two hours just to make sure I don't lose again. I would have fucking quit. It was like two in the morning or something. I oh. was tired. I wanted it to be done. And you've been watching cutscenes since midnight. Yes. <laughs> God, that's fucking funny. I would say I would theoretically quit Xenogears, but I actually did quit Xenogears at Tower of Battle, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, I played through that again last year. I played through the Tower of Babel, and I only fell once, so I don't think it's that bad. Maybe I got a little past it, but I did give up on that game at some point because I just didn't like it. It's yeah. an it's anime, though. You love anime. Uh, it's basically Evangelion. My friends were like, oh, man, this game's so much better than Final Fantasy VII, and I'm just like, mm, nope. <laughs> nope. I think I'll be much better in a much better place for trying Xenogears after Trails because, like, I played Xenogears and I was like, "Okay, this is cool, but it's also very stupid." Yes. If you make something like this that's not stupid, and that's Trails. Like, Trails is so not stupid that mm. it can be boring at times. And yeah. A little hard yeah. to get into. Yeah. Xenogears is stupid and loud right away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm kind of here, for, and I'm kind of here for that. I, I'm, I'll be more here for that, I think, now that I've kind of gotten what I wanted. Just I, Now that I finally have gotten, like, mm. a classy PS1 RPG. So, yeah. That's a good time. Is that all for Aerofell, I think? I, yeah. I can't, like, like anything that I would You're want... You're the one who played it, so... Yeah, well, anything yeah. that I would want to hear or talk about, I would, I would want to hear on the other podcast. Uh, because yeah, I, like, I, I would want to have, like, I would want... I actually want to hear, like, the... the the nice Yeah, I want to hear the nice version because I, I think that there's some interesting things to be said about the philosophy that game's going for and kind of where the yeah. deeps... Though, like, there's a deep-seated... Like, anybody that sets out to make a video game, I have to think, eventually... Like, it's always like, man, I want to make something that's like my Nintendo tapes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Like, I think that there's always that there. And I think that this game kind of, like, goes way too far with it. What do you mean? But it's nice. It goes way too far with it in that it wants to be a AAA. It literally wants oh. to be the AAA game. Like it doesn't go in yeah. there with the to spirit. the point of adopting all of their excesses. Yeah, it, yeah, it's adopting all of the modern excesses without. Like it feels a little tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. When the appeal of RPG Maker most of the time is that it's very much not about you're not playing a AAA game. Yeah, yeah. That's not why I'm here. I'm here because this is the this is giving me, like clumsy like it'll be clumsy sometimes and they'll be sometimes it'll be bad sometimes they'll be edgelord bullshit but <laughs> it's not sanitized polished nintendo tapes it's it's its own thing and that's so that's kind of what airfell was going for was like bringing this other thing that i don't 
like as much into the RPG maker sphere, but I still, you know, I think that's cool you can in still the sense appreciate of like it. appreciating it. Um, also, I think the I'm not sure yet, but the epilogue that which is what like makes the story work at all may have been added like a year after release. Oh, so oh, I can't, I'm not geez. sure. Whoops. Uh, so I need to research that. But it, uh, it was actually so, free DLC. Yeah, it would be. It would have been free. It's not but, a modern video game unless unless you add the ending later. God, that's what, that's <laughs> so, what we're, do- well, that's what we're doing with her. That's what we're doing with her lullaby. Y'all thought you've seen it all. Hold on, <laughs> oh, hold on. We imagine st- imagine st- the epilogue to that being the thing you <laughs> added later. Holy crap! <laughs> We've got some feelings to tear out. Let's go. <laughs> but like the story not making sense, kind of until that point. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like hmm. Oh, I guess we should actually, like, resolve this? Nah. <laughs> Extended DLC ending edition. The entire endgame chapter is DLC. Oh, my God. Dude, Frank thought that. He was he sat to the 2B to continue. And it's like, that's the end, right? <laughs> no! <laughs> no, please play more. <laughs> a, mes- a message from Square Enix Corporation. The game continues after it says the end. Yeah. Which be continued. <laughs> Please just, continue oh, to play this very good video game, please. Her lullaby, Root B. Oh my god. <laughs> it gets really good at Root C, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, y'all can play Arafel. Um I was mean to it, but it's it's really I don't cute. think I'm going to play it, honestly. Yeah, no. I've probably got better things I need to be playing than than. Yeah, I, my backlog has a lot of JRPGs. I don't think this one's wiggling its way to the top. Okay, I'm just when saying, if you wanted played. to play a bad RPG, like you could do a lot worse. If you found yourself obligated to play a game because it was part of your book club, like you could do, you could probably do worse. Because not that we have done, mode. not that we have done worse yet, but I'm sure we could have. Oh Jesus! Hey, y'all should play. I probably this like actually. it more than Mittens. Probably. I don't know. It's hard Wait, to say. More than what? Mittens. That was one of the games we did. Uh-oh. Wasn't very good. You should play Lisa. Uh, I'm gonna make um, you play Lisa. Was it? Was he already played Lisa? <laughs> so uh-huh. that doesn't. I haven't played Lisa yet, but I'm going to. That game's definitely a. That's my jam. Mm. Oh yep. I played mm. the first thirty minutes, and that was what. And then I like made RPG Maker stuff for like two months. So, that's a pretty good sign, I think. All right, Brett. Yeah. Have you been playing anything, or have you been up to anything? I guess I'll continue on the RPG train. Uh, I played some Mies games. Oh, those are good. Yeah, like they're pretty that. good. I like those most of the time. What's um, It's a series developed by Nihon Falcom. Mm-hmm. What's that? It started in like late 80s on the Turbo Graphics, the best system ever. And then, mm, I believe it started on the PC Well, I couldn't keep up the fiction. I was going to be like obnoxious, <laughs> but then you had to say the, turbo, the PC Engine. Well, in America, I don't think they ever came out on that system. So in America, That's... they were like those weird thing on the Turbo. I was so it was so weird. I was aware of that series because it was on the Turbo Graphics, but I never actually played those versions. Mm-hmm. I didn't play uh-huh. the series until the shitty SNES one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wanderers from East. Is, uh... Oh boy. And then I didn't play any more of those games 
until the remake of three on Steam. Yeah, yeah. So I just went back. So I played three, and then I played the remake of three. Yeah, that's kind of kind basically. Of that's basically how my trajectory went. Yeah, yeah. And I then think I played. played I, I bought Oath right after y'all played it. Yeah, Oath is real good. It is real good. And then I played one it. and two, which are also real good. Two is probably yeah. one of the favorites, and nobody finishes that one because they hate it. I did. I finished oh, it. The fifty okay, cool. the 50% mark of that game, it does a thing, and I'm just like, oh my god, this part of the game Half is... the first game is in the tower. It doesn't involve as much obtuse bullshit as yeah. East 2's second half, though. And then oh, played... well, yeah, once I got to the last area, I did start just looking at a walkthrough. Yeah. I got through the most of the volcano with that one, though. Uh, and then I played Origins and didn't like that one at all. Yeah, so that one's just like just, a dungeon. Yeah, know. that one's just like the the it's it's Darm Tower from East One, but in yeah. yeah, it's just like what I liked about two was the sense of this grand adventure across a, a landscape. So for mm. Origins to just be, hey, it's one giant dungeon tower. I was like, mm. eh. uh, and then I guess I didn't play any for a long time until six recently. Mm. The mm. Ark of Napishtim. Yeah. So that's kind of the first. That was the first PS2 one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of the it was lo- Ark of Naptism, and then Oath, and then Origin. Yes, I, I think. think Origin was second. I think Oath, Origin. Oh wait, I thought Origin. I think I, I thought Origin was the second, but then I thought I was surprised. No. Origin was the last one. one they did. Yeah. yeah, Origin's like the most refined one, but like for some reason it just didn't feel right to me. I think Oath is kind of the happy medium. Yeah. Yeah, because playing six was definitely oh this is like oath, but it's a little little rougher. Yeah, it's a little rough around the edges. Platforming's not quite as spot on. Yeah. the boss designs. I like Sonic colors. The boss designs aren't quite there yet, mm-hmm. and it's like a pretty darn short game. Oh god, it's super short. Yeah, which is actually kind of nice because yeah. I like to get through my JRPGs now quickly now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is kind of funny thinking like with how old it looks. It's like oh this was a PS2 game. Well, and... Konami had something to say about that when it came out on PS2. Yeah. Uh, they, so... uh, they, 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 they did a version of it, um, I don't know, three or four years after it came out, I think, maybe? I don't mm-hmm. remember when it came out. I think it was 2006. But um, they, they didn't, didn't like those sprites. Those sprites were ugly, so they got rid of those and replaced them all with kind of just real bad looking 3D models that aren't mm. scaled very well for that game's kind of like like everything's small in these games anyway just because of like yeah. the perspective and the engine mm-hmm. um and so, then they added awful voice acting that's real bad So was bad. this game on PC first and then yes. they did this for the port? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So were all of these PC first then still up until this point? Pretty, besides... pretty much all of Falcom's stuff was PC yeah. first. Yeah, including the NEC stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because PC Engine, the the Turbo Graphics is just the third after PC eighty eight and PC ninety eight. Like it was the successor to those. Mm-hmm. Although I think it's oh, yeah. although it was like a console instead of a computer. I don't know. Yeah, it's good different. It's yeah. The history of Japanese computers is weird, and John knows all about it, yeah. but I don't. Just that uh, the Turbo Graphics is what came after the PC eighty eight and PC ninety eight. I think okay. that's useful to know. But it was the only one that to make any came sort over. of impact in America. And even that's being generous, yeah. Yeah, it it existed. 
It made an impact on Rat. I had one. It had Air Zonk. Rat then, had one. And then they put out a damn CD attachment that even less people bought. Yeah. Even I didn't have that damn thing. And then they didn't put out Rondo. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have that damn thing, and they fucking. And you have a fucking Jaguar. Oh my god, Jaguar had a CD attachment too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Which I also didn't have for obvious reasons because I got the Jaguar. was like, whoops, this was a mistake. Oh, I don't know funny. what they were thinking with. Oh, let's split the user base. That's a good idea. Sega did it. Worked out great. Uh, it really didn't. It was just that the Genesis was so popular they could get away with it a little bit. Yeah, they yeah. pushed Even their then. luck. They pushed their luck way too hard. We're going so well, off the guy topic. Get, but... The guy can get a thunder out of it. Yeah. We're going so off topic, but I fucking love the fact that there are games that require the Sega CD and the 32X. That's incredible. <laughs> and you really don't even fucking know why. Because they still look and feel very much like, like, like upgraded Sega Genesis games to kind of the same degree. I don't know why it couldn't have just been either or. Like, oh, if it's an FMV game, just make it use the Sega CD or whatever. Yeah, I... Pff, yeah. That was a big old mistake there. Nintendo had very good sense when they didn't release any of that shit they released in Japan, like the disk drive or whatever. Yeah, and then they got their ass kicked by Sony uh, by backing out. <laughs> but, like, the, the NES had the disk drive thing, right? Yeah. And then the N64 also had one. That had like the F Zero BS or whatever. Yeah, they never released that. I mean, the Super Nintendo had the satellite drive. Oh right, yeah. They've all they all had weird attachments. Yeah, and none of them came over here. They were Sony was going to make a CD attachment to the Super Nintendo, and then they fell out, and then they made the PlayStation. So the PlayStation is the result of all this weird bullshit. Essentially, yeah. This is kind of funny. It's like. Whoops, we created a monster. It's like a super villain origin story. They literally <laughs> created the monster that came back and destroyed their fucking asses for ten years. Yeah. That's a... That's like it just monster. died. God. Doesn't what were we the talking tree... about? We were talking about East yeah, Ark of Napishtim. Yeah, so it's a very cute kind of quaint game. Like, mm-hmm. nothing is about it about it is amazing it's just it's got okay the music is amazing i'll give it that that's falcom sound team though like they, yeah yes yeah i just remember falcom. running around the first area and i'm just like this fucking jams holy yes crap. it does yeah oath, like, oath, i had that reaction to oath too yeah but like the gameplay is pretty simple it's pretty mashy because I, I play these on the normal difficulty i'm not going like nightmare hardcore or whatever so, like, the enemies are fine, the bosses are pretty good, mm-hmm. the story's fine. But, like, it's, it's it's a solid game. Yeah. And then, fairly soon after it, I jumped right into E7. This is what I'm interested in hearing you, because I, like, I, I talked to you a bit while you were playing this, but... I ha- I was up and down all over this yeah, game. Yeah, like, it just seems a little roller coastery. Yeah. So, coming off of E6, like, a couple weeks earlier, I was not feeling this one right at the start. Because it's, like, even simpler right at the beginning, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, this is, like, incredibly mashy. Where it's just... Cause you, so E7 introduces a party system. and So you have multiple characters running around all just kind of wailing on the enemies. Mm-hmm. And early on, it just kind of feels like chaos. 
Yeah. Because it's just like, yep, I'm just running up and a a a a a a a just mashing the enemy, and then your NPCs are running up and just beating the hell hell out of everything. So it's just like I don't know, like the gameplay doesn't feel as tight. No. Because like you don't have as much control, it seems at first. Yeah. And like you just kind of have your regular attack at the start, whereas in Yi Six you had a jump attack and like a jump down attack. So there was like different enemies you'd want to use certain attacks on. Yeah. Like, it was super simple, but it was effective. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't feeling these seven at the very start. And then, like, it's a very kind of generic chosen one plot where Adol goes to this island and then he meets, like, a dragon statue. And the dragon statue, eventually, he becomes the dragon warrior. Yeah. Like, and goes on a dragon. Wait, 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 wait. Adol lands on an island? Yeah. Not, bo- not on a shipwreck this time. The boat arrives safely. Oh, okay. It's totally fine. Oh, okay. Everybody was fine. That's wild. You, you, you even take a boat to another island later in the game, yeah. and it's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Crazy. Shit. Subversion all up in this. <laughs> but yeah, every, yeah, E6 is also this remote island, which does start with a ship. It's a ship crash, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they kind of explain it by the end, though, like why that island is like impossible to reach. Yeah. But the funny thing in E7 is that you're literally the dragon warrior going on yeah. a dragon quest to these five dra- to these five dragon shrines. But so, the story, like, in the broader strokes, is super generic. But I think kind of the character stuff and intrigue saves it a bit. Yeah. But, so but I wasn't feeling the gameplay at all at the start until you get the third character, and that's when I think it kind of expands to what it becomes for the rest of the game is where you have to pay attention to which attack type you're using on the enemies and like kind of switching between who you're controlling in the party yeah. to take out certain enemies. So it gets more interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. And, so and that was, game's got flash guard as well, which is very wait, important. It, wait, what? You never used flash guard in that game. <laughs> I don't think so. Holy crap. It's <laughs> kind it's kind of hard to use because you've got to like, I think you've got to like hold left bumper and then hit, right bumper as an attack is connecting and then you'll flash guard it and all of your attacks for like the next two seconds are criticals what yeah (laughs) that's how i survived most of that game's bigger boss encounters oh my god i i have to go do something right now later to check that (laughs) that's crazy because yeah that uh that last boss was a motherfucker oh my god yeah it's real fucking hard yeah uh, like parrying, what? Yeah, it's exactly like that. Because the thing they add in this one is that you have skills now. So you press the left bumper and like one of the four face buttons to do a skill. And they're real kind of basic and nothing at the start. But then towards the end, like I got this move that like freezes all enemies and it all like does like a star formation and just like fucking one hit kills everything. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Feels real they get good pretty to re- do that. Yeah, pentagram rules. Uh, yeah, the skills get more interesting as you go, but I also kind of ignored them for most of the game because it's pretty easy. Yeah. Because I was playing on the level again. So, like, halfway through this game, though, I'm really digging it, and the story's, like, doing a lot of interesting stuff, actually. And, like, stuff's happening because they kind of give you this, like, point of no return point, and then a whole lot of story happens. Mm-hmm. And then they do something that pissed me off so much I put the game yeah. down for three weeks. I don't blame you. <laughs> they go, well, you visited all the five dragon shrines. Uh, we need you to go back to all five of them. 
Uh-huh. And uh, magic stuff happened. We turned off your fast travel. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> such a, so it's I such just, an obvious padding move. I just went, hmm, okay. And I, I got to the first one again. And, like, I went to the... So they all have new areas inside of them. Like, it's not actually that much... It's not as bad as it sounds. No, it's not. But and there's, like, new champion like enemies that you so can fight, too. infuriated by... Not infuriated, but just, like, insulted, I guess. And just, yeah. like... It was a momentum killer is, I guess, the real thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, like, the story was firing on all cylinders, and then to do that, it's just, like, screech! That's be, like, a bad oh. pacing issue right yeah, there. Yeah, it just felt awful. So I got to the first one, like, and went to the start of the new dungeon and was like, okay, I'll get back to this later. And then I didn't for three weeks. <laughs> and then when I finally went back to it, like I blazed through it in like three days. Yeah, so it's like, it was the last that bad. That. And like story gets really good again at the end. And then the last boss is fucking bonkers. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's real good. Cause again, party system. So you, over the course of the game, you kind of build up this party and you've got seven members by the end, but you can only have three in your party at, at one time. And the ones in your party level faster than everybody else. So I had uh, the same party for like those th- like the three days after I went back to the game, I just used the same three characters the whole time. And then you get to the final boss and everybody splits up and you have to use all seven. Yeah. <laughs> so I had I four complaining about that. <laughs> so I had four under level characters with like no recent gear and they just got fucking slaughtered immediately. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to be right back in like hour of grinding level later and then buy some <laughs> equipment for them. It's like, okay, I got this now. And the first form, which was like the characters I never used. Cause it's like form one is three characters. Form two is another three characters. And the last one is eight all form one still took me like 10 to 15 minutes. So I'm just like, man, if I die after this, I'm going to be pissed, <laughs> which made it really exciting though. Especially when you're fighting the last form as Adol, and if he dies, then game over. Yep. Because that's cool. Because you could just revive other party members if they die, which they certainly did. But mm-hmm. if he dies, like I had the one ring, or like you get a th- thing called the clone ring. I made yeah. the joke that's oh, it's like Corona Trigger. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I get to the last boss. And I'm like, or Soma. Oh, I might want to actually put that on just in case. Yeah. I think that that final boss is actually... Like, if you get to the final adult portion, if you game mm. over, you just start from the adult portion. I kind of figured, but I didn't know that, and I'm not taking no yeah. chances. I, I was not taking chances at that point either, because like yeah. when I finished that game, it was like before work, and it was at like... Mm. Like, I had been playing since... Like, I had woken up early for whatever reason. I was playing since, like, um. 4 o'clock, and... I was already yelling at Chelsea via DMs, like, I hate this fucking boss! It's too hard! It's impossible! Oh. And I was so mad. And, like, yeah, it was, like, fucking six in the morning. I'm like, oh, I really need to get to work. Please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. <laughs> so, you know, I just remember that being, like, a fun little morning of finishing E7 on the little PSP, which is little cramped oh. trying to do some of the yeah. like, like the, the, the like especially the uh, the flash guard felt really awkward on the PSP's like loose ass top L and R buttons just doesn't oh, feel God, right. Yeah. No, don't worry, you can beat the game without it. Apparently, uh, yeah, apparently, <laughs> they even give I... you a tooltip for it. Say, hey, you can flash guard. Do it like this, and you just ignored it. Well, they probably flash it once at the start when you don't need don't it flash guard and, it. and then don't beat you over the head with it yeah 
They should have taken God, RFL's example. I hate it example. when games do that. Why can't they just <laughs> take the time to make sure you know the things that you need to know? Honestly. <laughs> make sure you know them at all times. Really? Yeah. yeah, just completely If you stop moving for two that. seconds, it should, you know, the game should say when an enemy is attacking you, it should flash, flash guard now on the screen. Like, that <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Really they, need to, they need to do that a few times at least to make sure that you know it. Ugh. Uh, so I finished E7 and I looked at my Steam library and I kind of sighed because Jesus Christ, this is a lot of fucking games. <laughs> and, and then, then, I and then saw, you jumped into Trails in the Sky. I saw Trails in the Sky first chapter sitting there and I was like, maybe I think I'm ready to love again. You think so? Oh, oh are, maybe, we, are we really? Maybe? It, no. No, because I actually started playing Xenoblade again. <laughs> What oh the? God! What the fuck? Path of Darkness. Path of Darkness. <laughs> I have to finish it first. This fucking oh. heel turn. Just. Oh my God! I'm so fucking salty oh, right now. Man. I'm I so salty right next. now. Really? I tweeted about it last night that I was gonna play Xenoblade for real. Oh my God. Yeah, I saw saw that. I blocked you it think in I'm... my memory. I played like ten hours over the last two days now. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm, go- I'm gonna finish that fucking game. Did you start on the start? <laughs> No, no. I'm like, <laughs> I was like 32 hours in. And there's no way you're starting that over. All right. No. All yeah. right. Well, if like you're, not, trails... you're not starting from the. I thought you were starting from the start. No. I was like, okay. Not enough happens in that game to where you'd have to restart. <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of that game I, is being I, led around by waypoints and intermittent story happening spontaneously. Yep. I beat Metal Face. Well, there you go. Stuff is happening. You gotta be near the end now. I'm like two thirds through, I think. Like I'm on yeah. the sword, walking to the second Bionis now, or whatever they're called. See you in 2019, Estelle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think something in me clicked, and I'm ready to love JRPGs again, though. That's but good. I just needed this one off my plate first. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of running into a similar issue. We'll talk about. Oh, okay. You want to talk about it right now? Sure. All right. Yeah, sure. We'll pass the baton. So uh, yesterday I spent about seven or eight hours uh, starting the .hack GU series. Mm. All right. And uh, I'm a person that knows nothing about .hack because it's for babies and I don't watch baby cartoons. Is it like Sword Art Online? It's something like that. Yeah, (laughs) basically. Kids in a video game. Um, but, um, I don't know anything about Dot .hack, uh, but they have, like, uh, in, in the, uh, the HD collection that they just released, which is the version that I'm playing, they've got, like, an hour of supplementary, supplement, supplementary material, uh, to kind of, like, catch you up, to kind of give you the basic story, um, uh, uh, of what happened on that first quadrilogy, uh, on PS2, and that's kind of, like, it's always a series that I'd kind of oh. eyeballed you know, from the sideline, because it's like, well, I mean, I like Xenosaga, and that's an ongoing yeah. thing, and of course, with Trails in the Sky, I'm obviously mm. very on board with this, let's tell one big story over the course of a few games. So, uh, I started uh, .hack GU uh, Volume 1 yesterday. Oh. I spent so, about... Wait, 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 I'm sorry. What? That, it's not just the first game? No. I thought... Oh jeez, I thought oh, it was yeah, just no, going to was seven like a tra- games total. I think. Yeah, there's but, Dot Hack. There's Dot Hack the original series, which is four games. 
And then there's .hackgu, which is three, and then they added yeah. an expanded epilogue for the HD uh, remakes. Uh, yeah. so oh, is... I thought the trilogy that came out on Steam was just the original games, not no, like no. 4, this... 5, and 6. Oh my god. No, this is a different series, and um, it's... Uh... It's kind of like a follow-up. It's set in the same universe. You're getting a lot of the same kind of callbacks to that material. Um, Cold Steel. Yeah. Versus, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> basically, right. But or it's different care, a different story. It's yeah, it's just... a different story. You know, like, okay. but you know, <clears throat> same setting, kind of same premise of you know, like we, like online game. That's the whole conceit of the thing. And if you die in the game, you die for some bullshit or you go into a coma it's it's fucking sword art mm. online before sword art online uh, yeah sword art online yeah <clears throat> oh man i know nothing I, i've got this like <clears throat> gut gut check reaction to everything sword art online it's just like mm, no yeah that's nah. basically that that should be that's yeah, the appropriate reaction but this was like a good 10 years earlier yeah this I was think. way yeah. before that maybe not um, these games the, the original right uh, yes. Or at least the show did. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, that's the whole conceit of the thing, and I played this for about eight hours yesterday, and, you know, it makes an okay first impression. Uh, the main character, boy, he's real angsty. He spends a lot of the time just being angry at people for no reason. And it's just like, and I still, I still don't think I've bought into this whole conceit of everybody taking this online game so deathly seriously and melodramatic. Like, there's just, like, there's some things that come off as being so dumb about the way these characters interact with one another, and you knowing that they're playing an online game, and it takes place in 2012. <laughs> oh, they're playing PSO, too. Like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe they should have, if they would have dated this maybe a lot um, further into yeah. the future, I probably would have been able to buy this conceit a little more, but right now... Where I'm at with this game, it's just kind of like, man, y'all are just being real silly about a fucking online game yeah. that you're playing, and you're even making references to things you're doing while sitting there playing an online game. This just isn't oh, really? working. It's not working right now. Wait, do the characters just say stuff like, hmm, I'm having tea right now? They'll make casual, like, offhanded remarks about things they're either doing online or, like, or how they may look offline or something. It's just kind of, like, weird and just kind of, like, imagining, you know, people sitting around and being this deathly serious about, you know, a bad MMO. Mm. But there's... As far as I'm aware, there's no real-life portion in these games. Other than, like, there's a shit ton of supplementary material. Like, you're getting emails all the time. There's, like fake websites within the game that update all the time videos news stories forums things that you can reply to it's but it's still all on the computer and the internet stuff yeah it's it's just you never just walk around around, you never no no it's it's no it's nothing like that um and i'm gonna say like even though i have not fully bought in yet i i I'm still going to give you a chance, but I can't right now. There's just no love in my heart <laughs> for any other JRPG at the moment. Because last Besides. episode, I finished The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 1. 
and that was fantastic. Had a great way of leading into the next game, and I was just like, I've got to, you know, I, I've, I've got to save two for a while. Maybe if I save it for a yeah. bit, have something there <laughs> for a rainy day, but my brain will not shut up about Trails of Cold Steel <laughs> 2, so... Once we finish recording this fucking podcast, I'm going to just go start playing Trails of Cold Steel 2 because it, it won't get out of my head right now, and I'm convinced that mm. there's no way I can give .hack a fair shake if all I'm yeah. doing is sitting there thinking, huh, wish I, was, wish I was playing Cold Steel 2 right now. I totally get that feeling. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I, I, I kind of gotta, I gotta, I gotta just let it happen. Like, you know, I've got to endure the wait for CS3 mm. like everybody else, I guess. So I thought I would maybe mitigate a bit of that by trying to fit games in there. Shove games inside yeah. that void, that <laughs> hole inside, that cold steel-sized hole that I've got in my soul. <laughs> but uh, but no, the only thing that's going to work is I need my cold steel fix. I need to know what the fuck's happening. And yeah, I'm not mm. going to be happy until I just dive in and do it. So, uh, yeah. that, that was me, yesterday. Nothing wrong with that. For what me, I, whenever I finish something really good, it, like, takes me, like, a week to get into something else. Yeah. But, like, if there's actually more of that thing, then I'm not going to be able to move on. So, like, when I finished Yakuza 0, I was just like, hmm, I should play some other games now. And then I'm just like, go buy Kiwami, go buy Kiwami. And I'm like, no, I, I should save that for later. And then... <laughs> I went and bought Kiwami. <laughs> <laughs> or like when I started Illusion of Gaia right after Soul Blazer. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, like it's hard to like, like when I you knew play I, a, when like, you play no, a good, shouldn't, yeah, but... you shouldn't. But you know, there it is. So yeah, like Dot Hack is on the back burner for a while, unfortunately. But I can't say mm. that I disliked it. I've heard some things about it that made me kind of go, "Oh no, I'm not gonna like this at all." But we'll see. I understand that this game is the same game three times. Oh. <laughs> yeah, huh? like, right down to like, all the story beats, it's the same game what? three times. Oh, so not, like, literally. Almost literally. Just... Almost literally. Oh. Well, you can play the first one. <laughs> I'm gonna play the first one, and then I'm gonna, yeah. you know, start playing the second one. <laughs> and we're... <laughs> we'll endless eight, endless eight, endless eight. Yeah, Tom I says, said... don't play them back-to-back. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it seems like a good idea. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Like, oh man, I just gotta have so much more of this good dot hack stuff. Let's jump right in. <laughs> Fuck trails, trails. Uh, who needs trails? But um, who needs trails? John needs trails. <laughs> just skip to it's the third done, one. Or is that a transition? I like this. Just skip to the third one, hate it, and be done with it. Wow. <laughs> just. I think that was. I think that was Pat's advice as well. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, is that Pat. I think that might be Pat. I Based don't. On what Pat, he said. I think Pat was really into these games. And yeah, then, yeah, Pat. No, I think that might be. Look, Pat. What? What's wrong? Oh. Terror of death. It was oh. on mine actually. How are you enjoying spending the time? I think oh. that's Pat. Hi, Pat. Okay, that is Pat in the chat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just get to the third one and hate it and be done with it. Yeah. Unless there's good. another person. Yep, there it is. Yeah, Unless okay. there's another person that really hated Trails. Uh, so yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's... Uh, really hated Dot .hack. So yeah, I'm not going to be playing Dot .hack for a while. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> I have to say, I'm not feeling super motivated at the moment. <laughs> not feeling real encouraged. 
Oh no. Terror of death! 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 They say that a lot. If we listen if we listen to Pat from ten years ago on everything, then I wouldn't have bought all those Kingdom Hearts games. So Jesus Christ. Think about that. Just think about that. Path of Darkness. You know what's unfortunate though? Yeah. I've got everyone shouting in my ear, hey, Trails is like the best fucking JRPG series ever. And now uh-huh. Polly has people being like, oh, I don't know about that third dot hat game. They kind of all <laughs> get shitty. It's like that. I can see that really killing your motivation. Yeah. No. Because it's, it's so hard when you have preconceived notions of something going in. Who's Triage? Mm-hmm. I can tell you who Triage is already. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious just looking at the character design. Um, it's kite. Um, but anyway, try it uh, spell backwards. <clears throat> what? <laughs> oh my god! Shut up. It's Sean. spider spelled backwards. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So I, I, yeah, not going back to that for a while. Uh, the game that I did play, uh, boy oh boy, was real good. It was uh, Banjo Kazooie: yeah. The Fucking Murder Mystery. That's a real good video <laughs> game. Yeah, it's Banjo-Kazooie, the fucking murder mystery is what I like to call it. Um, I played Murdered Soul Suspect. This is kind no, of like... No. A, this is a Square Enix jam from uh, a little while ago uh, about uh, a beat cop gets murdered and all of a sudden he, he can't move on to the afterlife because he's got to solve his own murder for some reason. Because that's... You know, it's an, and I'm okay with that conceit for a game. I'm not, you know, I'm not scoffing at that. I mean, that's I'm, yeah. I'm ta- yeah, this is <laughs> this trick, is no ghost is trick. Believe me, this is no ghost trick. Yeah, I believe that. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm okay with like procedurals and things like that. Like I'm totally on board. Like I bought this game because I obviously was interested in what it was doing, and I like narratively focused things from big companies like this because it's just like, hey, you took a sh- you took a chance on a big thing, and there's obviously a lot of money behind this game, so. Let's let's play it, and I think it's real dumb and terrible. Why did I play that? I spent a day on it, and I still feel like I wasted all of my time. <laughs> because so it's not very long either. No, it's about six and a half hours, give or take. Jesus, wow. Yeah, it's it's in and out. That's really, and, yeah, you are in and out, done and over with, and you, you don't even have to look back. You won't want to either. You won't want to because it's got a real stupid conclusion. The characters aren't very appealing at all you kind of you kind of start out liking the dude you're playing as but his, his his whole shtick gets real old real quick um and the mystery isn't very interesting at all and what really drove me crazy about this game though was just how i swear to god somebody during production came in saw that they were making a narrative focused game and said where's all the video game we need video game things in our video (laughs) game it feels exactly what happens with all these triple a games it feels like exactly what happened to deadly premonition where swear he was he was making that to be a narrative focused game where you just drive around and solve mysteries and have these crazy experiences but someone was like no you need to have video game in there and they didn't have enough and they didn't have enough budget for the video game part, so it's kind of not super good. Despite the fact that you know, Deadly Premonition is fantastic, and I, I love it to bits. 
But yeah, yeah. The, 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 the shooting shooting bits. Oh yeah. god, it's real bad. It's ooh ooh. <laughs> so this game's got some video game bits in the form of one. We've got some stealth sections because if you're a ghost, you need to do stealth, uh, right? Wait, wait. The ghost does stealth. For yeah, like the story conceit is there's there's demons in the world, uh, and think they, the ghost would be the one that doesn't have to be seen. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the demons are, like, they can see you, and it's bad, and you just, you sneak up behind them, and you hold trigger, and then you press a direction and a button, and that's... that's to choke them out? That's it. No, he just kind of, like, grabs them, and then throws them to the side, and they shatter into, like, just a particle effect that looks real bad. Uh. <laughs> um, And they always kind of throw those in the middle. Like, it's not like pervasive throughout the entire game like it doesn't take up a whole lot of the runtime it's just like oh i need to get back to this area that i've already been in oh no now it's gonna take longer because i gotta do a crappy stealth section oh no so ghost trick but instead of the cool puzzles awful stealth awful, awful stealth and like half-hearted mysteries that you can solve along with your murder because you're, you're going to meet other ghosts in the town uh, who, who are unable to move on as well. And within that conceit, you could tell some real cool and interesting stories, right? Like, that's a cool idea. You're a detective in the afterlife. You can tell these people how they died and help them move on. That's a cool <laughs> idea. And mm -hmm. they kind of just half-ass it most of the time. It's very simple. Like, find the person. They tell you that they don't know they're dead or they don't believe they're dead. So you go look in a very small area to find one or two clues about how and why they're dead. Show them the thing and then, bloop, you did a video game. You did the no, video no. game. Go you. And then... There, this is where the Banjo-Kazooie part comes in, because this is where you got to collect a mystery. Oh. There are, there are a lot of oh. other side stories that are supposed to fill... And I'll tell you why this one makes me mad when I get to... to <laughs> after explaining the mechanics. So, there are other mysteries about the town that you can find out by finding certain key items in, in, in each area of the game that you're in. Like, it'll be like, here, you found this weird pipe. Like, what does that mean? You collect the pipe. And then it's just like, collect four, <laughs> collect 14 more. And I'm like... What? I'm like, what? You go, you're going you're gonna to make me walk around this fucking building and collect 15 stupid little items for a paragraph of text? Are you out of your mind, video game? And it's just literally like a collect-a-thon... And you don't get parts of the mystery as it goes either. It's not it's not even that generous. It's you can't see anything about this dumb mystery unless you collect all fifteen pieces. It's like fuck you, I'm just gonna <laughs> do this I'm just gonna do the mainline story. So why this pisses me off is because behind this whole collectathon conceit of the game, they've hidden a very important mystery that I still can't tell you the solution to. So, you find out, like, very early in the game that, oh, well, your detective dude's wife is dead. Mm. Uh-oh. Guess what mystery they've hidden behind <laughs> a bunch of big, stupid fucking collect-a-thon bullshit. Uh. 
I have no idea how his wife died, how he feels about it, or, like, I just know that she shows up and she's urging him to move on after he's died right at the beginning of the game. You see that, and then you get to the ending, which is just kind of like a, oh, that's real stupid, you're really not going to let him move on after revealing that, are you? Oh, yes, you are, you're a stupid video game, stop it. He was one of the culprits. That committed Uh-oh. that committed one of the many murders in town. Okay. And the whole conceit of the game is that there is this witch that has been possessing people ever since uh, the Salem witch trials. What? This is so stupid. Wait, no, John, no, did you say John, you say witch and John is like, wait, hold on, hold on. This might actually be real good. Yeah, it's it's you know it ties back to the Salem witch trials, and it's like. <laughs> So, so there's this witch that's been possessing people over the years and just killing people. Uh, and the, uh, she's not a witch. She's actually just, uh, she's somebody that was hung because during the Salem witch trials, she accused a bunch of people of being witches that weren't witches. And that's her thing yeah. is that she finds people that she deems evil, possesses somebody, kills them, and then unpossesses them, leaving the person alive, you know, who done did the murder, and they don't know how they done did the murder. And during, and over the course of this cycle, you find out that the guy you're playing as was one of the people she possessed at one time to commit one of the murders. And it's not his wife's murder, because, because, because the murder that he committed is shown in-game as him doing it. And it wasn't her. So, um, yeah, like, this is honestly David Cage level, uh, this just is straight up bullshit. You know how RFL wanted to be a big AAA game? This is something that wanted to be a David Cage game. Yeah, like, this is, this <laughs> game worshipped at, at the those altar. Like, this, this is our ideal right here after they played, uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, God. It's about as stupid as Heavy Rain's conclusion, too. The way you're talking about that, though, I think there is a way to make that interesting where you end up with a bunch of culprits who don't know they did the crime. Yes, so they I can't, think that uh, everything about this game could have been interesting and cool. It's just they chose to not do that. Because yeah. I'm thinking of that one part in Death Note where Light gives up the notebook so yeah. he thinks he's innocent now. It's like uh. a game where you're dealing with all these murderers who truly believe they're innocent and like having to deal with that. Yeah. And then eventually finding the supernatural element. But it sounds like obviously this does not work out. No, it's real bad. And it's... then they hide the ending or the true ending stuff behind fucking collectible puzzle pieces. on bullshit. I don't even know if that's part of the ending. I think it's just, hey, another thing you can put in your notebook I think it's but just another dumb it's a thing, thing you, you don't can... have the answer to, so yeah, I'm kind of calling it true ending because okay. it's an unresolved plot thread. Yeah, it's an unresolved plot thread that you would just like you open your notebook and yeah. like, my wife is dead. I said, <laughs> why she die? How she feel? <laughs> like, oh my god, this is so <laughs> bad. Yeah, murdered soul spec, soul suspect. It got like clobbered. Yeah, no, soul suspect. Yeah. Oh yeah. It did not do well it got clobbered and i feel for good reason like i just there are so many points where like it had a lot of places to jump off and be a really cool thing 
And then I feel like all of that kind of <laughs> probably went into Life is Strange instead. <laughs> Which yeah, is but, also published by Square, so. But not the same developers at all. No, it's not Dot Nod. It's not Don't Nod, no. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's Murdered Soul what, Suspect. What, what drew you into this? Uh, I, well, I mean, it's a thing. I'm just curious. It's a type of story that I would kind of enjoy. Yeah. Uh, as for why I chose to play it, it was just, hey, it was Steam Roulette. I was just like, close my eyes. What's the first thing that catches my eye? All right, install that. I'm playing it tomorrow. Cool. That's basically all it was. I mean, that can turn out so well. So yeah, it can turn cool out well thing. sometimes. It did not turn out well in this case. No, not at <laughs> yeah. all. At least, at least it wasn't very long. Yeah, it was It was not a, yeah, like, I was over and done. And it was just like, I'll, I'll, it'll make good podcast fodder. Yeah. At least. Because the worst is when a game is like twenty hours and you don't like it eight hours in, and yeah. you're just like, yeah. yeah. So is this the game where Sherlock Holmes died? <laughs> no, that's Shanks. <laughs> no, that's Shanks. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So that's that's murdered soul suspect. Uh, John, 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 John. Yeah. John, yeah. talk talk about a thing. Wait, I just ate a bunch of blueberries. Good, good. <laughs> Professionals First always. Doritos, now blueberries. That's a got that gamer gamer fuel. Yeah, just, that's, <laughs> gamer what the, fuel. that's what they're always talking about, right? Blueberries and Doritos. That's gamer fuel. That's they... <laughs> Smash these right. blueberries with your fist and shove them in your mouth, you pig. Yeah. What are gamer you, some fuel. kind of pussy? Um, I've got I've got one big thing and one little thing, and I think I could I think the little thing will make y'all happy. So <laughs> Rhett does that. Rhett does not have a little thing. Let me tell you, I'm the big thing. John's the little thing. <laughs> <laughs> John's is just cute. <laughs> could you repeat that? Because I know it was a joke about my dick, and I want to make sure I heard it. I didn't hear it. John's is just cute. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Blow it out your ass, all butthole man. Um. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I started Trails in the Sky second chapter. Hey. hey. Basically, what what really what went down was I had like on my backloggery I had like I was in the middle of Shovel Knight, Spectre Torm no not Spectre Torment um you know Play of Shadows. Kingdom Hearts, Illusion of Gaia, and Arafel. <laughs> wow. And I was like, man, I do, I really want to play Trails in the Sky, but I don't, I want to come at it with like an op- a free, free head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I, I finished Kingdom Hearts, and then I finished Plague, Plague of Shadows the same weekend. The next weekend, I finished Illusion of Gaia right before the podcast, and then over the week, I finished um, Arafel. And then I waited like another week, like a couple more, um, it's only been Just two to, weeks since we recorded, so... Yeah. Well, I was kind of working on, um... Right. I just was yeah. working on wrapping up my game, mainly. And then I was like, all right, I'm ready. Time to pull this clear heart, bandage clear off. Head. Or, I, I was literally... I felt really good about it. I just sat down at the thing. It's like, I had, like, a drink and was like, all right, let's start <laughs> Trails in the Sky. Let's start Dragon Slayer 7, Legend of Heroes 6, <laughs> Trails in the Sky, second chapter. Verse 2. Prologue. 
<laughs> Literally, prologue. <laughs> well, no, Rhett. The prologue doesn't start until oh, wait. about it's 30 a... minutes in. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, they got a good reason for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, first, previously on. I saw the first 10 minutes of this game reduce somebody to tears. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It hits pretty lot. hard. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I... So I played about ten hours of that, and I'm just about, and it's a fucking blast, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I was like nine hours in when I got to the second chapter, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is just blazing along." <laughs> second chapter, second chapter. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's, pro- it's, it's, it's. I think that like two is a little better paced. Yeah, I think the um the prologue itself has like an episode as opposed to just kind of being pure set up, do some side quests, maybe yeah, blah, like blah. The, the, the prologue, the, the prologue in this one is like an hour and a half tops. Yeah. And it's, ch- there's more to it. It's chunkier. Yeah. Like it's well, not, I think it was like three hours. I don't know. I, I maybe took my time. Yeah. I, I'm really taking my time with this one. I, I, I like did way more of the side quests than I did mm-hmm. in the first game. Um, I'm just walking around talking to everybody. It's like, now I know I can trust them. Yeah, so I'm it, just so it's okay fine. to start relaxing and taking in like this world that is so very well constructed and put together. And the NPCs always yep. have fun things to say. Yes, they really do. It, it's cool. It's cool getting to the the area where you do the first chapter, and then like going out in both directions out of that town and just going so far into these other areas from the first trails game and then having all this fleshed out dialogue if you do explore mm-hmm. so i actually like explored fully to the um gate gate points in both That's areas, always a smart move always a smart move go exploring in these games like it'll reward you both in t- you know in terms of gameplay and story mm-hmm. the one thing that happened between me and starting this and and finishing the first game was finding out that the hardest fight in the first game was actually optional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I have no idea how I didn't notice that. I must have just, like, every time I died, I must have just immediately restarted. Man. Like, without... I saw somebody try to so... do that on stream, and they were just like, nope, nope, just noping the fuck out of this after, like, an hour, I think. That's so funny. Yeah, it took it took me like an hour, but then I beat it and it felt really good. Yeah, listening gardens right too. They spend so long building that fight up in particular in the first game too, and it's just like, oh no, mm. you can just lose. It's okay. Uh, oh, and then Silver Will. Oh, I love Trails in the Sky. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think your love I'm is only going excited. to it's only going to intensify. As you play this game and just enjoy yeah. what it's doing and the the very classy way it goes about handling its bigger plot points. It's just like, wow, you pulled that off and I was feeling weird about how you'd pull that off. Oh, that's so cool. Fuck. I really like... They earned the JRPG and the JRPG has started. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's good. Like, you're straight uh, up in it now. You're not just, like, junior bracers going around finding somebody's lost tic-tac. Mm-hmm. There, you, can still, still there, you can still do that. You can still do that. You can still do that, absolutely. I mean, you're a bracer. You're, you're doing for the good of the people yeah. here. 
But, you know, like, the bigger parts of the story now aren't just set up. Like, you go somewhere because you need to go there now. Mm Mm-hmm. The chapter one boss, I had an observation about it that I thought was pretty funny Mm. um, to you. Yes. I DM'd it. It's very good. Yeah, that was real good. All right. Can't really talk much more about this one, I think. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm going to get... Are going to have to do a spoiler cast one day if I ever play these? Absolutely. If you play these, yeah. Pretty, we're gonna have to do like a three-part spoiler cast. Yeah, like I would do one for each game. Badass. I think that this is just a game that takes on the challenge of being like basically a seven-book fantasy series <laughs> in RPG form, mm-hmm. and it just soars. It just does it <laughs> like right through the sky. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's just, just leaving trails. It takes on the. Ch- this is what's come to my mind whenever I see people like. People complain about long games, mm-hmm. and, like, it's justified in the sense of, like, a bunch of AAA stuff being way too fucking long. And bloated, uh, and just full of shit and bloated. that is inconsequential. Yeah, but that that's never the actual problem. The problem is that they, it wasn't the right length yeah. for the story they were telling. It's not that length, it's too long, is just a symptom. It's not the actual mm-hmm. problem. Right. Um. So when people bring that up, like I'll think of something like Trails in the Sky, and I'm like, okay, but stop with the prescriptive, <laughs> the vast prescriptive brush. Like there are stories yeah. that need this. Yeah, yeah. I have a uh, I have a friend that kind of wants to make a deal with me. Like their favorite game is Persona Five, and like mm. they made me the deal that they will play all three chapters if I play Persona Five, and it's just like it's kind of the same time investment, but I kind of also yeah. want to see like. Like, what is your opinion? Because they're they're a very open minded person as well. So I know that they're not mm. just gonna like do it and then just back out. Like they're very gung ho about anything they do. So you know, since it's a close friend, and I'm just like, I'll trust you on this. Maybe you know, I might go ahead and give this a shot. So yeah, okay. I do believe you swore off Atlas Games recently. It's a friend, <laughs> so it's it, yeah. it's it's a very good friend. So I'm willing to kind of like. Like, I've already talked to people about the things that I find objectionable about that game, and the scenes in particular. Yeah. And I've already kind of been clued in as to what they are, so they're not going to blindsign me at Mm -hmm. the very least. I'm still not going to say that Atlas isn't a bunch of dickholes to the LGBT community. That's not going to change my opinion. They still think the LGBT community, especially transgender people, are a joke, and I fucking hate Atlas for it. But this isn't going to be Mm -hmm. me giving Atlas money for anything, because I'm just going to borrow the game off of my friend. (laughs) Okay. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So yes, I am reneging a bit on my own principles, but if you are a friend of mine, you can probably get me to do that under like you know, it's a fucking video game, okay? I can yeah. probably, yeah. I'm going to live. <laughs> no, Polly, this is the most important <laughs> thing in the world, and if you do this, then you're an evil person. Yeah, I've got to like, uh, like, got to have a whole Twitter discourse about me. I get, oh. my, I get my own 24 hour cycle. No. Did you hear what Polly did? <laughs> Oh well, my it's, god! It's really, it's everyone that plays an Atlas game from now on is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, and it's completely irredeemable. Yeah, that's how I see everybody that plays Atlas games now. <laughs> Boner says, no, they're not evil. They're problematic. <gasps> um, He's my problematic so yeah. fave. <laughs> Aw, Gart Taylor, can you can borrow her digital devil saga one and two? 
those games are good. Oh my, I'm so excited that I can play emulate PS2 now. Like that didn't work for a while, and no. now it just does. Yeah. And that's so happy. They they play Nocturne. Yeah, exactly. I want to play Nocturne. I want to play. I'll I'll play Nocturne and then see see from there from <laughs> <up> for more <laughs> PS2 SMT. Those games are very similar top to bottom. I think if you play one, you might as well play the best one. <laughs> That's kind of my thinking. There's so many PS. I, I already want to play SMT and I'm not um, saying I already want to play Nocturne and Persona Three. I'm not more, saying so. I'm not, I'm not gonna say Digital Devil Saga is bad either. I just think that Nocturne mm. is the best of that era. And yeah, Shadow Hearts, I yeah. probably need to play that too. Yeah, it's on the list. There's a lot of RPGs. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Um, so that's that's my Trails Corner. Um, mm-hmm. you want me to go ahead and just do my big thing? So do yeah. you, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to like save this for the end and it just be like a because I think we're going into like the the, 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 the accidental album listening club. Is that what we're oh. doing? Oh, Sure. Oh, maybe I should go next then. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay, we will hold let's that until the like, end. I'll wrap up your things too. So, we can do, have yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Rhett! Okay. I played motherfucking Donkey Kong. Dude, Donkey Kong's been pretty alright for a while. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, I never actually played the Wii one, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Mm-hmm. But I recently played Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Switch. Mm hmm. They got me with the $60 for the fucking remaster of a four-year-old game Yeah, that like, you can get up. It's just funny when I see sales like, oh, Donkey Kong is 20 bucks. I'm like, oh, that, that's the Wii that's U one. That's the Wii U one. Yeah, I didn't, play, I didn't play that okay. one. okay. I, I can't play those either now. I love Donkey Kong Country Returns, and I really want to play this one. But at one, I don't want a Wii U. And two, I don't want to Switch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's <laughs> really that, good. I wonder how long that one will last with oh you think probably you'll buy a switch eventually no i don't i mean that was me like remember like three from one year of the 3ds and it was like oh i'm not don't need this i think i sold mine <laughs> and i was like and then two years oh. later i was like oh shit but i can't think of it uh, like they would have to announce like a contra game or something <laughs> like the, the closest i'm gonna get to a switch like god i can't even think of it like maybe metroid prime 4 and i'll just borrow one off of a friend yeah mm-hmm so yeah, like that, they're not gonna That's get. But I'm, I hope I can play Wonderful One Hundred One eventually, someday. Such a good uh, game. <laughs> there you go, Contra Legacy of War Two. That's how you get me. <laughs> no, see the Contra Adventure. Oh man, even better. Give me a give me an Jesus. HD remake of that. Portable on the go, playing on the subway. <laughs> I would. You wouldn't get it out of my hands. I'd be able to fucking play it everywhere. <laughs> Polly in the studio going. Oh, it's see the Contra Adventure, the HD remake. Okay, <laughs> I feel like my segments always go massively <laughs> off topic. Because <laughs> I'm like Donkey Kong's the quick thing before my real thing. Like I also have a small and a big. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So Donkey Kong is just a really well-made like triple A platformer, which you just literally never see. Like, the closest thing was those Rayman games from a couple years ago. Yeah. But this one's, like, fully 3D. The soundtrack is amazing. The graphics are amazing. It's, like, incredibly well-produced, and it's just a very simple platformer at its core, though, which is just kind of weird. Yeah, like, there's no bloat to it at all. It's it's the same way with Donkey Kong Country Returns. It's just 
Yeah. Fantastically designed, top to bottom, mm-hmm. hardcore platforming, all you could ever want. It's yeah. like, yo, you know what this game is when you pick it up. I didn't think it started that hard, but they they do have like the bonus level in each world that's really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like the hardest one is like World Two for some reason. <laughs> but then by the end of like the normal game, I'm like by the end of World Four or Five, I'm like, okay, it's starting to get a little tricky. And then the last world is just like, this is fucked because. <laughs> So they do a funny thing, though, where, like, you're traveling through different islands and it's all kind of building up towards the conclusion. Mm-hmm. And because I noticed the game's called Tropical Freeze. There's a word in there. Freeze. Freeze. Yes. Like, huh? When's it going to get to the goddamn ice levels? I know they're coming. <laughs> so, like, the last level in World 5 is an ice level. And mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, here we go. And then World 6, the final world, is all ice levels. You know, that's kind, of per- that's kind of perfect given how maligned ice levels in yeah. video games are. I just love the idea that the oh, ultimate absolutely. challenge is the ice level. Yeah, because he's all he's Donkey Kong's a very kind of heavy character in this game. Like, he doesn't have a ton of... Like, he has momentum, Yeah, he's basically. got real weight in these games. Yeah. It feels, so it like feels you good. You don't turn on a dime, but it does feel great, yeah. But the ice level just fucking amps that up to mm-hmm. 11. Where it's just like, okay, once I'm running, I ain't stopping. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So yeah, the fact that this game kind of builds up to ice levels is hilarious. And then there's a secret world after that. If you do, like, everything, you get, you have to get the Kong levels on every single level, then beat the secret levels. Mm -hmm. And the secret world is just, like, the developers having a victory lap, I think. That's awesome. It's just incredibly confident in what they're doing because the thing about this game is that like all the platforms make sense in the world like all the art connects yeah like there's no floating platforms like everything makes sense reasonably logically yeah yeah or like you can look at a platform and see the way like it's connected to these pipes in the background and like if it's moving on them you'll see like oh it's going to spin when it hits that and then like become a platform at this point yeah you can see how these mechanisms all work and then the last world is a bunch of floating platforms. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but they still contextualize it. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the first one is just called, like, Levitation Station. So it kind of does, like... Like, the, that monster in uh, Mega Man 1, where, like, the blocks disappear and then move to the other side of the screen. The yeah. Yellow Demon, that's his name. So, like, you see these blocks in the background, and then as you jump forward, they fly into the foreground to become yeah. platforms. That's so it's really kind of cool. a tricky thing where you kind of have to just have faith that they're going to be where you need them to be. And then there's some like time challenges and stuff. So like, even when they're doing floating platforms, it's more interesting than just platforms with no context. Yeah. Cause then the other level is like, some of the platforms are like airplane propellers. And then when you jump on them, they explode and you have to jump off. And then there's like clouds that are holding up floating platforms. And you want to jump on them, they like dissipate and the platform drops. Mm-hmm. So there's always, there's always context to everything and that's really nice to see and like the overall right yeah like every world like has a theme has a consistency has a flow to it like almost a lot of levels early on like all have unique music as well and like each they reuse like an incredibly small amount of gimmicks between levels like 95 percent of stuff never shows up again it's crazy and the other thing is like i yeah. I've seen people talk about how, like, Mario games now, like, especially, I think, 3D World and, like, new 
Mario Wii U or whatever, mm-hmm. will always like introduce one level, a gimmick for a level, and then kind of do everything they can with it and then move on. This game will introduce like two gimmicks a level, and kind of A B them and then kind of have them combine right at the end, and it's like the flow in this game feels like each level is a song, where it's like verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus or something you know like it all has this really cool rhythm to it where it's like consistently changing things up a lot and then you move on and then you never see those gimmicks again it's crazy yeah it throws away gimmicks like all the time just like that good game sonic the hedgehog 4 episode one jeez (laughs) in a good way like none of these feel like (laughs) they even have like kind of flappy British levels where you're riding on a rocket-powered barrel. Oh, those are like, fun. Oh, I, see, I wasn't sure if those would have been in the original. Yeah, one, they've got those that, in the original. Because I was just like, that would probably predate Flappy Bird. But yeah, those are, like that's one of the few things. Like, those in the minecart levels, they have like one or, they have like three or four of them spursed across the game. But yeah, yeah, it's I remember like, it's just, having a conversation with you like ages ago when I played um, Gimmick, actually. Where it like, where it was just like such a generous game where it had all these ideas that it would throw out throw out of you, and then not like mm-hmm. necessarily develop them exhaustively. It would just be like yeah. having lots of good ideas, yeah, and just kind of yeah, keep them g- coming regularly. And yeah, gimmick is like incredibly short for how much stuff is in it. Like you could easily see them blowing it out to like a Mario three length game, yeah, and it, it not it, being it wouldn't it wouldn't tight. land. It wouldn't land the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that this was game like, is pretty I came, long. I, I like complained about that at the time, but then I came back to it recently. I was like, no, this is actually great. So that's yeah. why I'm kind of like open, very open to what you're talking about with Donkey Kong. Yeah. Plus, on the Switch version, they added two easier difficulties. Like I played on original, which is the Wii U one, and then they added like normal difficulty, which I think gives you like one extra hit point. It's not a huge change. And then there's funky mode where you just don't die. You don't die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably just gonna run through <laughs> on that because. Mode. It sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah, I would totally do what? that. Yeah. The one, like, my one complaint about this game is that you can play, like, you play as Donkey, but you have three helpers, Diddy, Dixie, and Cranky Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, like, Dixie is so massively overpowered compared to the others. Like, why do they even exist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really goofy because she lets you hover and then... And at the end of the hover, you kind of pop back up. So it's also like a double jump. And it's just incredibly good. Yeah, it's real broken. Because Diddy, Diddy is just a hover, but with no up at the end. And it's like shorter. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just straight up inferior. And then Cranky lets you kind of pogo like in uh, DuckTales. Which is really good on the bosses because he'll be able to land on stuff that would hurt you otherwise. Like mm-hmm. spikes. Uh-huh. But like for the... Re- regular levels he's not that great and it's like it's kind of missing personality dialogue wise like it's weird that cranky kong never talks oh that's yeah like he, yeah. a lot of oh, his a lot of his shtick was kind of like the heart of the original yeah it's like it's, yeah. it's a real minor complaint but it's weird like funky kong is the only character that talks because he's the shopkeeper in the normal game yeah everyone, everyone else is just if you know these characters from the original snes trilogy like they're just skins at this point, kind of. But that's a minor complaint. Like, it's yeah. a good game. Uh, 
And then I watched some anime. You got you kids like anime? It's okay. I like the one. I'm ready to hear this one. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so I watched Darling in the Bronx. Man, that girl with pink <laughs> hair is hot as fuck. Just okay, saying. yeah, she's she's cute. She she reminds me so much of Cece in Code Geass mm-hmm. because, like, her, in her intro, she just jumps out of a lake naked. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like her name is zero two, and CC was C two. Like there's very there's a lot of similarities between them, and you know they've got the mysterious past and the connection to the protagonist. And great titties. But, uh, and great and nice long hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow, rat! <laughs> Way to be wholesome. Way to be wholesome. You're the one who's talking about titties over here. <laughs> um. So the show was co-produced between Trigger and A1 Pictures. And I mentioned that because Polly said last week that by the end of that show, apparently it was just A1 doing the animation. Yeah, I heard Trigger kind of drop the fuck out. I will say, though, you can totally notice. Because, like, not not in a horrible bad way, but, like, early on, I was just like, oh, right, this is a Trigger show because all the characters, like, have this really kind of loose, flowy style to them and, like, wow. kind of really over-the-top exaggerated facial animations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a Trigger show. And then that just kind of fades away. And then it just looks like a very generic, but still well-animated, just a very on-model <laughs> show yeah. by the end. Uh, like, the second half just doesn't have that... That Trigger touch. That, that... yeah. Where you can tell, oh, like, this was drawn by so-and-so, like, if you really study the animators and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Where it's just like, oh, it's just, you're staying on point and stuff. And, like, it doesn't look awful, but it just doesn't have a unique flair to it. Mm-hmm. So I watched this show kind of expecting a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And I ended up really liking it. That's cool. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what was it that kind of did it for uh. you? Uh, it's hard to say. It's like, it just, it won me over at some point. Because early on, I'm just like, kind of half invested in it. And I jokingly said to John, like, mm, I can't wait for all these filler characters to die horrible deaths. Because I thought that's where it was going. Because mm-hmm. like, you've got the protagonist and the hot naked girl, Zero Two. And then it introduces like eight other team members. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're all going to fucking die. And then the show is about them a lot for like, 10 episodes and I'm like man they sure are developing all these characters a lot and oh I kind of like all of them now whoops it worked it worked it worked (laughs) so like I guess the weirdest thing about this show is that the mecha stuff is the worst part yeah that kind of always seemed like the really weak link uh, in the whole show to me like it's okay but like I was there much more for the character drama, basically, and like and the boobies. I don't stop talking about the boobies, God. <laughs> oh, stop acting like you don't like boobies. Let me pull up my Twitter DMs and see what you oh, sent Jesus. me lately. <laughs> I never oh, said that. Oh, not, what? not allowed to talk about. Gross. <laughs> That's evil. I will say though, like the show is so weird though, because like. I wanted more like lore and backstory. And then when I got it, it came so fast and furious that it was just kind of a, like being hit with a train or something. Oh, 
because like there's there's two po- there's two episodes in the show that just go so fucking buck wild with insanity, and you're just like, what? Like you just up the stakes like five times in one episode and oh there's just mechs the size of the planet now i guess okay and you okay. think like, it, it it goes places it's a very but trigger like, thing to do obviously oh yeah yeah you know kind of a gurren Lagan influence there yeah but like you think oh the stakes have been changed and like nothing's gonna be the same after this and then, like, they'll do, like, four character episodes after that of just the characters all reacting to the shit that went down. Mm-hmm. And I was totally there for that, but it's just, like, it's kind of a bit of a whiplash, really. Oh. Uh... And... Whereas, I don't know. It's... <laughs> I've it's... heard people don't yeah. like the ending. Yeah, the ending seems to have been a bit of a flop from what I've heard people talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's... <clears throat> I will say though, like the, it's a love story basically. Like you can kind of predict that based on where it's going with all the imagery and sexual innovation at the start. Yeah. But like, the love story between main character, I can't hero and zero two, mm-hmm. kind of never landed for me. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. But then, but then there's another one that totally does work. That's way better. And I was just like, just focus on them, please. So oh, like. No. What? Well, I mean, I'm just like, if the main love story doesn't work, that's kind of indicative of a bit of a problem. It's weird. It it falls into a lot of cliches that I didn't buy into, but then there's another love story that's just way more natural and feels genuine Mm -hmm. that Mm. did work for me, so that helped carry the show a lot. I gotcha. Like, like I said, the stuff that worked for me was most of the character drama and stuff. And, like, the thing about the show is that it feels like it's really trying to be genuine. Like, it's I almost get, like, how John talked about RFL with this, where it's, like, it's, tr- <laughs> it's trying so hard. Like, it doesn't, this show doesn't know it's kind of trash. And that's, it's kind of beautiful like that, where it's trying to be really genuine and talk about, like, it brings up a lot of interesting philosophical philosophical like philosophical that is, thank you, philosophical. you philosophical it kind of brings <laughs> up a lot of interesting stuff and then trips or does nothing with them mm-hmm. like the whole premise is that you know these big purple monsters are attacking humanity and we've got these children who can they're the only ones who can pilot evangelion i mean franks to to fight the big aliens and the kids are all like well, we'll kill these aliens, right? And then we'll be adults. And the adults are like, mm, we'll see about that. Because they're kind of just there to die. <laughs> like, yeah. <it's... laughs> and they go into, like, the emotional toll that takes on these kids is realizing, like, they're just there to be used and then discarded when they die basically you know yeah like there's no process for oh you won the war yay it's just no this is just gonna keep going like nothing's there's no happy ending here you know yeah Mm -hmm. but like so they'll have like a bunch of episodes that bring up up other similar things and like how would humanity react if this happened like what if immortality was discovered (laughs) and how society gets all fucking crazy from that like but the show like does that four or five times with like 
increasingly crazy plot contrivances and kind of starts to buckle under all of that. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Basically, what I'm what I'm saying is that I cried for, like, the entirety of the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I didn't really buy into the main character's romance, it still was enough that I was like, you do it, love is real, for, like, the whole last episode. <laughs> So I would I would also say John this isn't the show for you right now. No offense. Thank you. Thanks for the warning. Cuz it is the, um, the thing that I kept hearing about that sounded like interesting train wreck to me was the show's relationship with like sexual politics, gender politics, all yeah, that jazz. Yeah, that's, that's the stuff thing. I just am afraid to touch really cuz I'm just not Yeah. <laughs> you don't feel I'm equipped to actually sure. say yeah. what you think the deal is. I mean, I <laughs> I could say one thing that would probably make you both write the show off immediately. Oh, dear. It's not actually <laughs> that bad. So okay, do you t- know how the name of the show is spelled, Darling in the Franx? Yes. Yeah. There's a reason it's spelled with two X's. Oh. Uh, oh, it gets, okay. It gets into chromosome stuff, and it's just like, mm, and then, you know. It's I very, gotcha. That's it's real. It's very, very binary. Yeah, if you're going to be yeah. handling something like that, might want to make sure you're handling it properly. And uh, anime is not always the best venue for that. I Espe- don't think they especially from a production handle it. Especially, <laughs> especially from a company that did Sword Art Online. Oh, wait, oh, really? Man. That's A1. Okay, I will say it's not as handled as poorly as that. Okay. There is no. There's no gloss. Flow. There's no gloss. <laughs> it sounded it, the thing that sounded interesting. Train interesting train wreck was the kind of love letter to nuclear family, like het couple. Yeah. I, it's it's very much that. Yeah. Like I, I saw one thing that made me laugh on Tumblr was like all a bunch of dialogue from the show with like the prime minister of Japan, like. Or someone who's like complaining about declining oh. birth rates, like looking on fondly, like yes, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, a man and a woman do the do this together, and it makes a baby, and then he's like fading in the background, like yes, <laughs> yes, children learn. Yeah, because that's the thing where it's like at the start of that show when it's like super incredibly overt about the sexual imagery. Mm-hmm. And me knowing that it becomes a train wreck by the end, I thought it was going to be just like, oh, and then they're going to have a, like naked orgies. Like, it's going to turn into panty and stocking by the end or something. Oh. Instead, it goes the other direction where it's just wholesome nuclear family type. They're, they're holding romance. hands. They're having, yeah. a, they're having a picnic in the park, penis free. <laughs> sure. And then they get and they go and they fuck through a hole in the sheet. Yeah, <laughs> she's got the nice boobies, but he's not gonna touch them because he's decent. <laughs> Those are for breastfeeding so only. That... So it's it's it was kind of surprising to me. Train wreck to me was like yeah. okay, I mean, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's weird to me that the show starts more vulgar than it ends. Basically, well, they, like, they've got to uh, get that as the hook. Like that's kind of just your. It's just, it's so stupid the way they pilot those mechs with, like, oh, the yeah. guy's crotch on her butt and stuff. And, like, yeah, it's so <laughs> handles dumb. Handles on her ass. It's so stupid It's looking. utter trash. And the way they're like, 
oh, I'm melting inside of you. Like, we're oh, becoming my. one. It's so fucking overt <laughs> in, like, a gross way. It's like, I know it's trashy, but, like... But that's I only, like, the first three or four episodes. That's what's weird. You yeah. just kind of get used to it, and like, it stops being a huge deal. Yeah, it's just like, when you've seen enough dry humping, you know, yeah. it's it's kind of just, okay, I'm, I, I'm just used to this now. This is routine. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's the kind of thing where I think, I, like, a year ago, I would have been like, mm, I can't deal with that kind of mm. nonsense, and now I'm just trying to be a little bit... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of doing the same. Like, a, a game came out this week called Mary Skelter, and it's got some uh, it, it got some pretty trashy elements, and I feel that a while ago, mm-hmm. I, would, I would just been kind of like, I'm so over this, but then again, I'm also like, I'm fucking mm-hmm. trash, so... <laughs> I can. All the reviews for that game are like I can, really good, though. I can. Yeah, the reviews are really good, but I know that there's some questionable, oh, weird, really? weird know. kind of female rubbing stuff in that vein going on that Wait, I really that I would have that... that I would have rolled my eyes at you know a year or two ago, but now it's just like I'm trash. I don't care. Like it's a good dungeon crawler. Let's do this. <laughs> I think that's what's yeah. so weird about Frank, though, is that it starts with the trash and then kind of lulls you into being like, oh, let's, like, take this seriously, though, and be kind of... Yeah, but that trash that trash at the start would have been something a year ago or so yeah. where I would have just been like, I'm not even on board for this. But now it's just kind of like I've come to accept my inner trash can. Yeah. Whereas for other people, like like you said, that's the hook. Yeah. It's this bait and switch. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I legit think, like, literally, though, like, a year ago, my brain was so poisoned, like, anything yeah. had know. nuclear family would have been just like, uh, oh, this is... Like, I started, like, feeling bad about Dragon Quest V. Like, oh, ugh, this is bullshit. Just like, ugh, yeah. dads. <laughs> yeah. Can't imagine why. No, weird... Head, in- no weird influences here. Mm. Yeah. So... <sighs> That, that sounds nice. It's it's cool that Darling and Frank sounds a little bit nicer. Yeah, like I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm inclined to watch it, but yeah, like, if would, the opportunity there's other shows I would much recommend, but I thought it, it wasn't a train wreck in the way I expected. But there are a few episodes that just go fucking bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> so you still get your a couple moments of oh, let's just grin log on this. Yeah, <laughs> in between some weirdly decent character stuff. That's cool. That's totally fine. Yeah, that is cool. It's not the train wreck I expected, but it's the train wreck I needed. There you go. Probably like better than Sword Art on. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, how does it compare with Shovel Knight Plague of Shadows? <sighs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a pretty binary hetero story. There, there's oh, com- there's comparisons to be made here. Yeah. God. Ugh, that stuff. That <laughs> trash. Weird, huh? God. Ugh. Oh, actually, I can compare the show for Polly, though. Oh, yeah? It's it's a 25-episode version of Luluco. All right, I'm checked out. <laughs> I've already retired. Like, I, dro- I just dropped this show, and okay. I never picked it up. <laughs> it's Luluco with 99% slower pacing <laughs> you could almost say the same for kill luck hill though yeah 
Yeah. I would say, like, I would put this above Kill a Kill, but below Little Witch Academia. Yeah, well, Little Witch, Little Witch Academia is too good. It's too sweet. It's Even good. as it got, it still went off the rails at the end. Yeah, it went off the, the, fucking... the soccer bullshit. I d- oh my god, what were they thinking? That was so, what, what was were they thinking? so bad. That country. Oh, yeah. Riots. That's I don't what y'all talking about. John just remembers girls on a. I just remember being nice. Let's just go watch the Susie episode and feel good. Oh yeah, watch that one over and over forever until yeah. the end of time. <laughs> We're happy, all happy. And the girl Lion episode. Yes. <laughs> Anything else, Brett? Uh, I start playing Xenoblade, but I already mentioned that, so no. We should go over Xenoblade exhaustively. Have a spoiler cast once we're all, we've all played it. Uh, once we've all <laughs> finished it, yeah. Oh, see, I have to play this one so I can play the sequel, though. That's, that's the whole right. Yeah. So, no, first you have to play this one, and then you play Xenoblade X. Well, see, that's the tenth game. X we'll is, get to that one. Ooh, X is pretty mediocre. I have to play Xenoblade 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, and then I can play X. That's a good point. I thought point. X was just a remake of the first game. I'm confused. Oh, no, it's totally different. It's a different game? Yeah, Xenoblade uh, yeah. Chronicles X is a t- an entirely different game. Yeah. What? I thought it was like a port. Or... No, no. Uh, that... there are th- so there are three Xenoblade games. Yes. Yeah. One X2. Like Metal Slug? No, because Metal Slug, it's a remake. Oh my god. <laughs> like Mega I Man. I can't. Alright, there's Xenogears and Xenosaga. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that is that is all. There's Xenogears, Xenosaga... And then Xenocide, the the um, Ender book. Oh my Xenocide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Xenoblade, we Xenoblade X is like an open world game where you play the pilot giant mechs. Like, yeah, it's and, totally different. And there's literally no story. Oh, man. Yeah, people... I've heard that game has, like, infinite systems. Yeah. Like, it's the most confusing JRPG ever. Xenoblade Chronicles it sounds like Kryptonite. I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles like something you put in put in front of me to kill me. Xenoblade Chronicles Two's got a shitload of system bloat too. Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, I'm playing I'm playing one, and it also has a shit ton of system bloat. I've just heard X is the worst for that. Yeah. God. Those games, man. Good luck. You you can finish it, and then you can report back to us. Yeah. I'm just you're like our, you're like our sacrificial Honestly, lamb. I got so fucking frustrated with some of the crafting bullshit that I'm just like I'm just going to mainline it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go back to areas. I'm not going to build story, the town. Though. I've seen stuff like people, like, farming items for, like, hours because they have, like, 7% drop rate. And I'm just like, man, this is... Why is this game a single-player MMO? Yeah, that's all it is. <sighs> Good luck. You got this, Rhett. And then you can you can be the first person to finish it. <laughs> the areas in that game are so big, it feels like they made an area, then set the player scale to, like, 25%. Yeah. <laughs> they are so big it takes like 20 minutes well not that bad but close to that like there's you just feel like you're miniaturized the entire game it's weird <laughs> bigger is better if we make it bigger that means it's better i mean i Thank will God say that though, game got brought over i played this in 2015 originally mm-hmm. and since then i played you know the neptunia games and a little bit of tales of Berseria. Mm-hmm. and man the fact that they did environments on this scale on the fucking Wii really does put those games to shame. Where, like, the Neptunia areas are, like, two rooms in a hallway. Yeah. 
<laughs> and this game is like obscenely offensively large open areas. You could, you could fit 27 Neptunias in one Xenoblade Chronicles area. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're it's crazy how big they are. It's like, get to this area that's like, in theory, it's just a downward slope. And then it takes like 20 minutes and there's all these side passages and like detours and like fountains and secret passages. And I'm just like, not fucking a lot it. of like load times, not a lot of like breaks. No, it, oh, it's, it's seamless. As fuck. Just, yeah. Jeez. That's There's pretty cool. That always was like the coolest thing kind of about MMOs was when they had those big seamless areas. Yeah, like when I you change to different environments, it'll load, but it's pretty quick because I'm emulating mm-hmm. it. But <laughs> yeah, once you're in an area, like it could probably take you like 20 minutes to walk to the other side. Yeah. God damn. Like I even just look at the maps I have and like you can just see like, oh, I never went over there. I never went over there. Like they fade out. It's just like, man, how how much stuff is there on the side? You'll, you'll go to the areas and it's just like, oh, you found a secret area. Like, we didn't think anybody would walk over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm talking about this more than I wanted to, but it's so weird how, like, one of the opening areas just has, like, level 90 area- enemies just hanging out. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh. I, I like that. I like I'll that de- in Final Fantasy I'll, 12 too. I'll definitely come back here later and remember to kill that thing. Totally. Or like story Gotta events. Got for those seven percent drops. Uh, story events that require like maximum fit affinity between two characters. Only oh like, god, that shit yeah. is so bad. When you, when you really get into the systems though, with like affinity and like gifting items and seven percent drop rates and infinite MMO like fetch quests, like the systems I in this game are kind of fucking garbage. Yeah, I don't understand why that. What what the appeal is there? I don't know why you don't just hack eighty percent of that out and just have a game that's fun. I mean, the game is fun. I'm being prescriptive, I guess. It's just, yeah, it's just you know, oh, like PSO is so classy and fun. You just you just whack things with the sword. I, that's what I remember. PSO was the one, two, three combo, and it felt yeah. good and it was nice. The ah. systems in this there's like skills you can equip based on your affinity with certain characters and like that shit is insanely slow and it's just like uh, I don't care I don't need that 10% strength that much no I mean like the the most confusing games I ever go into like systems wise are like Kawazu games and in those games like the systems mess is like random I like it because it's terrifying it's like oh this makes me feel horrible and uncomfortable (laughs) to have all these systems like that I don't understand, like making all these impact, yeah. like that's the only way that that kind of mess has just appealed to I me mean, in the past. It's been like when it's psychologically miserable. <laughs> I mean, I played this game for like 30 hours back in 2015, 2016. Uh-huh. And some of the systems I paid so little attention to that only now was I was just like, Oh, you can only equip how many based on how many coins you have. I see. And like, like stuff I just didn't under bother to understand before, but it was fine. Like I was able to keep going. Yeah. And now I mean, that, that I do understand it, when it's really when it's you don't have to engage with most of it. Yeah. Then you got I mean, kind of that Final Fantasy Eight thing. The thing I'm worried about is that it might start be getting harder. Oh, like, that oh, game no. gets stupid hard by the end. Yeah. That's what I'm worrying because it's like now when I go through these areas, there'll just be like five enemies standing next to each other, so you aggro them all at the same time, and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. no. This might be hard. I'm not good at crowd control in this because it's an MMO. Yeah, cr- crowd control in that game is almost non-existent. Because you, 
a lot of characters will have a move that'll put an enemy to sleep. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it because if you target them to put them to sleep, your AI will run over and hit them. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you have them targeted. So you just have to hope the AI will do it for you. <laughs> I wish you could switch characters because that would That's make things really much easier. Oh my god, I had this boss fight where it's like surrounded by lava and they would just run oh, into lava. Oh no. <laughs> so, holy shit. And that was the first one I came back to. I mean, it was kind of a mid boss, so it wasn't that hard, but the fact that I died like twice because they just, just stood in the lava. Yeah. And like <laughs> and when a character goes welcome... when a character goes down in this game, it's catastrophic. Like it yeah, changes cause... your whole fucking thing because you're basically running on the holy trinity of tank DPS healer. And if one of those yeah. goes down, yeah. you are fucked. Yeah. That's the Welcome other thing. Welcome back to I, Xenoblade, Rhett. I got past... I was like, I'm not going to give up on the first boss. I got past that, and then the few bosses since then have been good and fun. But yeah, that's oh. the other thing that kind of bugs me, is that it's the character roles are so defined. Tank, damage, yeah. healer. Where it's like, I'm just using, you know... What's his name? Shulk. Uh, Shulk, Ryan, and Sharla. Because yeah. it's like... Paradigm both, those fill the roles. I don't know what these other three characters are for, so fuck them. I know, I know that, like, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 kind of lets you customize your classes a bit, so you can kind of, like, get them to do other things do, just by nature yeah. of the blades that you equip and all of that stuff, but I'm never going to play that game because it looks awful. I just want watermelon titties. Yes, Oops. you do. Is she playable? Is she a, she's I think a, she's a blade. She's a blade. What does that even mean in that she's, game? She's basically the girl that stands behind you and cheers you on, and you're the big strong boy, so you get to do all the cool stuff. Okay, Jet Storm Force says there's one boss that's going to destroy you without Melia. Well, she's the, like the fourth character I use once in a while, but like she can't heal as well, so I swap her out a lot. But like it's Sword Dude and Pon Pon that I just totally fucking ignore. They're terrible. It was like when I was playing Kingdom Hearts and I was like, oh man, I'm really afraid of when, of if this game is going to make me actually understand the combat. <laughs> okay, so. Alright. All right. Let's move on. Holly, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, uh, this, this one won't be too long, but uh, I'm going to get a, a, a special thank you, shout out, to Gesh86 who uh, gifted me a copy of the newly released fan game uh, uh, from the Toho series on Steam. Uh, uh, It's called uh, Toho Scarlet Curiosity. It's a bit of a follow-up to uh, Yo-Yo Kengeki Muso, which is uh, a 3D Yomu game, and that's basically what most people call that game, and it's just... (laughs) That's I a was very... looking through my stuff the other day, and there's just a folder called Yomu Game. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it's... I still got it. That's what everybody yep. calls it. It's just Yomu they call game. it. Yeah, and, and, and it's real good. Like, that game yeah. is super solid. It's got great production values. Like, yeah, we're... that was the first Ease game I played. Yeah, it's basically Ease with Toho's in it. Uh, and that's basically what this game is as well, only it... Uh, whereas the Yomu Game... Oh, cool. is, It's kind of a more straightforward... Uh, action game, like, you don't really level up in that game, you just kind of, you've got your set of three spell cards and abilities you can use, and, like, you just use that, and you play through, like, 10 or 11 stages that are, you know, just rush through them, and then have really cool, like, East-like bullet hell boss battles, you know, at the end, and it's really well done, it's super short, it's, like, 
You can finish it in like two or three hours. It was just a really, really well put together game that got a lot of traction and deservedly so. It was made by like two people, I think, uh, who did most of everything in that game. So what they've tried to do with Scarlet Curiosity is kind of blow that out a bit. So now you've got like equipment, levels, and... uh, I'm not sure I'm so hot on that part. Uh, it kind of makes the game feel a little... <laughs> I know. <clears throat> hmm? Just the way we've been talking about bloated systems today. Like, Yeah, it makes... You're, the... you're definitely speaking our language when you say, oh, this cute two to three hour game, now we blew it yeah. out with a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's, it, it's not even, I would say, a bunch of bullshit, but it's I got it's, it's got equipment drops, it's got levels, uh... it, you, get, you learn new spell cards and abilities, and you just generally have a lot more stuff that you can do. You, you, uh, you can play as Romelia Scarlet or uh, Sakuya Izioi. Um... Okay, you're speaking my language. Yeah, I, I played as Sakuya. She's super fun. It's very much the at-all kind of feel to her. Uh, it doesn't quite feel as polished or refined as an East game. Um, it's really lacking a, a, in a variety of enemy types, and that's kind of like Toho's thing altogether, mm. really, because, I mean, what do, you, what do you do in Toho? You shoot fairies that have bullet patterns, really. I, and, I literally googled it a Yomu game, and then it um, as a suggestion, it said that Yomu game. Yeah, that, that Yomu, Yomu game. That is a, that Yomu game. That's what people call it. <laughs> that's great. And that All game's right. real good. Um, uh, so um, yeah, like this game's got a severe problem with like, uh, and it's uh, with uh, the, the, the the number of enemy types. There's not a whole lot. Um, it's still got a lot of the same production values and stuff, and a lot of stuff that's kind of just taken directly from that Yomu game, really, to kind of just make this bigger, quote unquote, better thing. Um, uh, it's way too easy, uh, it, almost disgustingly so. So if you play, if you do uh. buy, if you do buy this or you do play it. Uh, go into the options menu and turn on bullet hell mode, which it, it does make things a little harder. Uh, it kind of mm-hmm. makes it kind of makes the bullet patterns way faster, way meaner. Uh, it makes bosses a bit more aggressive and stuff. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, it's that Yomu game again, but we kind of maybe took a left turn and 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 didn't quite make it as good as what the original was which and, and well the and the the and, and yo-yo kengeki muso has the problem of since you don't gain levels and there's nothing to be gained from killing enemies why kill the enemies uh, on the way there uh, like you can just run through all the stages like there's really no point in uh, fighting so it's just kind of like you kind of like you miss the miss the ball on both of them but i would Definitely, probably prefer Yo-Yo Kengeki Muso. Even though I 100%ed this game, like it's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good game to chill out with. If you just like, you know, I'm just gonna run around here, grind for drops, play play a level, go do some boss fights that are. You know, and the boss fights are still really good. Like the bullet patterns are a lot of cool reworkings of actual spell cards from you know the characters that you're fighting. So it's still got a lot of cool ideas. It's just kind of way more squishy and not quite as incisive as uh, that Yomu game. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like if you, if you play one of the two, I would say go play that Yomu game. But like, mm. to my to my knowledge, Scarlet Curiosity is kind of more readily available given that it's on digital platforms officially now. 
Um, I think it's on PS4 too. Yeah. Yeah, it's on PS4. Uh, I got kind of surprised. Yeah, and it, this basically has all of the features that were added for the PS4 version. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's an all right little East like. I had a good time with it. I spent a weekend with it. I don't regret the time I spent with it, but yeah, I'm not gonna like throw out a full throated recommendation for it either. You know, it's just like yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. I had I had fun with it. I. I rarely ever play a game on Steam and go, oh, I'll just go ahead and finish getting the achievements. Why not? You know, you just sit there, watch you know, watch a stream or something, <laughs> mindlessly beat the shit out of a bunch of fairies. See, see oh, how I really want to. I really like the look of both of these. Yeah, like, at them. oh yeah, they're, they're gorgeous. They're really, really well done for being mm. fan projects. Like, I think that they're mm. among like the highest quality production values. Like in the Dojin scene, like, at least as far as Toho games go. Um, mm-hmm. There's a... I have a, I have a, I have a Momiji game, too, that I'm going to play uh, soon. It's like a 2D oh. side-scroller. Oh, yeah. Really fast. Like, scatter sword, beating shit up. Looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Momiji. Toho's great. Yeah, Toho <laughs> is pretty... It's pretty good. Yeah, um, I, played, I played a round of UFO and died today. It was nice. Yeah, it always feels good. And, and hey, there's like uh, a new uh, Toho game coming out that I think that we're all pretty excited about. Yeah, the the, oh, the right. 16.5. Yeah, 16.5. Chapter 16.5. The Glop Chapter. <laughs> the Glop <laughs> Chapter. <laughs> I, I don't. The name of the game it completely escapes me at the moment. But yeah, it's another kind of like it's uh, 16.5. It's a. Uh, uh, another phot- photography game where you yeah. know you're you're not really shooting the other bosses. You have to take pictures of them, like Red Dead Let's Play. Um, yeah, of of double long spoiler. Time ago. A long time ago, it's on my it's on my YouTube channel. It's really good. You should watch Brett play Toho Double Spoiler. It's it is quite a treat. And if you like what you, you, know you what? see there, go play it yourself because it's real fucking good. You know what would be absolutely miserable now. Mm. Me trying to get back into Toho by doing a shoot the bullet LP. Go for it. Go for it. I dare you, motherfucker. No way. That that one's way harder. Yeah, shoot the bullet is merciless. I, I mean, I guess we don't know how hard the new one will be, so it could be just as hard. I, I'm saying that this was probably gonna like be maybe a happy medium between the two. I think that like that's kind mm-hmm. of where the difficulty has fallen in most newer Toho games, really. I don't know. It's weird because shoot the bullet or uh, subterranean animism and UFO are like the hardest mainline games, mm-hmm. but then double spoiler was easier than shoot the bullet. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like I'm happy that this is a thing that he's yeah. comfortable returning to because I really, really like the gameplay setup. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of with, like I kind of wish he would have just gone with Hatare as the uh, yeah main character instead of girl I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. Girl, I don't know from one of the fighting games I don't play. <laughs> yeah, like they'll. I, I imagine Aya and Hatare will both be in that game, playable in some form. Yeah, like, I just have it's to, like an unlock. Yeah, I I, I I don't see how they wouldn't be. I could see that them not being in it, but who knows? I think it's interesting though because like there's a game twelve point three that's kind of another photography game, but it, you play as a, another different character. Mm-hmm. So for this one to just be, it's just straight up the photography game, apparently, but with a different character, is a little weird. Yeah. I think it's a possible spell card one, or? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was like, thinking. Like, it, it's structured similarly where you have, like, basically levels on a menu. Yeah. And then you choose which equips to bring in and beat the boss in, like, under a minute, usually. Yeah. So, like, the flow is very similar, but it kind of didn't click with me because... I don't know. It's the one about cheating, right? I didn't, really, to, I didn't yeah. really like it much. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Impossible Spell Card. Because mm-hmm. it's more about what you bring in than just beating the level. Yeah. Like, some of the equipment will just break the level, basically. Yeah. But then there's, like, gold medals if you do it without anything. And I feel and that most like, of those are bullshit! Most of those, like, look literally impossible, because the whole premise is Impossible Spell <laughs> Cards. Yeah. Like, it's the name of the game. But then somehow there's like one pixel you can get through it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for a new photography game. Yeah, that'll be good. And uh, <laughs> hey, hey, are we finally? <laughs> I know that there's another yeah. there's another uh, Toho fan game out there on Steam. People are kind of playing a lot lately. Is uh, Remy Ardry, which is kind of a wizardry game that stars oh, cool. Romelia Scarlet. Uh, and I know Carmichael's been going pretty ham on that lately i know gesh has too uh and it seems really good it's got a lot of really weird interesting systems that just seem so fire inspired <laughs> literally systems. like like this i remember the when systems I, episode i talked to i talked to gesh about it and he basically said it's like it's kind of like auto battle the game I'm like what and then he explained to me like how like the skills are like randomized and shit and it was just like oh. oh man this sounds this sounds like a nightmare <laughs> Yeah, I'm interested in this. I'm Googling that now. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to find it. I just really like Romelia and Saki, y'all. They're real good. They're real good. They're, they're so good. Yeah. They're so good. God, they have the best fan art. They really... They got some of the best, I would have to agree. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a Romelia and Sakuya RPG Maker Yuri game. I saw somebody buy two. Okay, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, apparently it's, it's, being, it's yeah. 99 cents. It's 30 minutes long, apparently, and people seem to think that it's really good. So, oh. I'm here go. for that. There it's weird that Toho. Toho is like making this resurgence through all these Dojin games on like official platforms and like Steam and PS4 now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When like the official games kind of haven't been good in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of unfortunate because like, I, I didn't like hitting the star in four seasons at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like besides that, which kind of seems like it came and went, like for all these fan games to kind of be the face of that series now is yeah. super weird to me. Because yeah. like, there's a quick look on Giant Bomb of them playing uh, the Romelia game you just talked about. Oh, Scarlet super- Curiosity, really? Yeah. Wow. So it's like, where they're just kind of acting like this is an official Toho game. Like, they have no idea, you that know? It's, that, like, this is a fan game. Yeah, it's so weird. Because most people aren't going to fucking know the difference. No, they, but they then they're going to be super confused when the quality between games is so is fucking crazy. All over the place. Yeah. Like, if you go look at the Toho fan games that are on Steam right now, like, you will yeah. find about 20 levels varying quality uh, <laughs> there. I've seen some shit... Like, there's yeah. a really cool Notori game that uh, I'm really hoping is good. It's based on uh, WarioWare, and it's the oh, Notori really? Micro Games. Um, Gesh did a, uh, a look at the uh, early access version of it, and I would say go look at that because it looks like it like it's already like on the right track to being really cool. And if and they're looking to get like oh 200, God, so 200, 
they're they're looking to get like 200 or so more mini games made so they can make you know the total structure of a warioware game with it and they're having a bunch of like smaller independent people make those games so oh interesting yeah so it's a really oh, cool oh wow so it's that a, could just be like a dojin collection of these yeah, mini games it, it's it's looking to be like a really cool fucking thing so i i want that but, to be really you, good you also just said some words that are almost inconceivable to me, like early access Toho game on Steam. Yeah, it's real weird, isn't it? Early like, access oh my Toho God. Warrior <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it looks so cute. It does, oh, doesn't hey. it? The art is just so good. Yeah, like it's just quality from top to bottom. Like I'm, I, I think that might be really good. Early access Dojin games, though. It's so fucking weird. Dojin games. But that's the thing, though. Dojin games release early in early access form all the time at, like, Comic Cat and shit. Like, they sell demos. They were were called demos, yeah. Yeah, like, they sell demos and shit. Like, so it's not. It's not that. It's not that inconceivable. I think it's just those words in the Western. Yeah, in the Western context of what early access means, it's definitely just a weird fucking thing to be saying. But yeah, like, uh, kind of a good time to be a Toho fan, huh? Or a bad time if you just like the original Smucks and nothing else. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I didn't really start caring about the fan games until, like, me and Gesh started talking. Labyrinth of Toho, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, Labyrinth of Toho was kind of, like, the fan game to me that said, oh, wait, no, people can actually make really good ones of these. I mean, there's obviously other ones like Mega Mari. I was going to say, Super my Marissa Land. Series, I think, was actually Mega Mari. Yeah, Super Marissa Land. Like, that series is uh, okay. still going. Okay, can we be real? Those Mar- Marissa Land I don't, suck. I don't like them at all. I, I think that if you're like, like go play Gianna Sisters, too. go play Gianna Sisters instead. And then there's like a, a Toho Castlevania kind of game. So like, there's I'm definitely su- a lot of quality going on. I'm surprised that Toho Castlevania doesn't seem to have an official release because man, the animation in that was gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I remember um, hearing about one that was coming out on Switch. And then I thought, like, that's pretty cool uh, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm thinking, that sounds pretty cool. I wish it was the, um, I wish they'd do that for the one that looked like Romancing Saga that Polly talked about, the one you played after Labyrinth of Toho. Oh, too. the Genius of Sepharos. Yeah, um, and then I Googled it, and it, that was it. Yes. <laughs> the Genius the of Sepharos is on Switch. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. In English or Jap- Japanese? No, it's Japanese. just Japanese, I think. Yeah. God. Toho's great. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Like, yeah, like, even though I feel like the main series has kind of died off, there's an endearing yeah. quality about the good stuff that's there. Yeah. And I think that'll probably tie really well into our last subject of the day, huh? <laughs> it's pretty much the exact same thing, really. Yeah, really. Oh so, my god, you did that on purpose. Per- <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even realize this whole time I'm such a fool. <laughs> All right, so who here is ready for us to just have an accidental brand new episode with, with without any without without the original all of the original members uh, of uh, the the album listening club making its grand return? For I didn't her. listen to the album though. I we'll, well, we'll get great there. Start. We're gonna get there, but since this is John's story. 
we're going to go ahead and throw it over to John, let him kind of preamble this whole thing, and then we'll, we'll start discussing. Okay. So I didn't care about music as a kid for a long time. And then I found like, and then I found like thrash metal and I was like, oh, okay, I get this. This I'll, is something. Thrash metal's the... pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I liked like the seventies music that my mom liked. Like she really liked Led Zeppelin. Hey, other, you ain't going to get an argument from me. Yeah. And I thought that was cool, but I never really had my own music until I found metal. Yeah. Um, and I listened to a good chunk of that Metallica and Slayer mostly. And then I thought, I was like, could we get, like, grimier and, like, uglier, <laughs> angrier? <laughs> and so I found some industrial metal. Mm-hmm. And I got, started listening to a bunch of Nine Inch Nails. And I never stopped. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good that's choice. that's the story. That's the quite, end of the Quite the, the journey. <laughs> yeah. Quite a, quite a long journey there. Just a long through line, so many ups and downs, and you were questioning yourself so oh. many times. Um, yeah, I want John to so discover was... corn. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sent me Antichrist Superstar. I listened to that two dozen times or so. That so. that's a pretty fucking good album. album. It's very mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails adjacent. Yes, well, I think he literally his... produced. Yes, it. he literally yeah, produced I know, it. I know. <laughs> and then when he got mad at Manson, okay. he destroyed the masters. What really? Oh yeah, the masters for Antichrist Superstar don't exist, so it can't really be remastered. <laughs> Well, actually, he's doing the world a favor. Yeah, I wouldn't. Want, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want that album remastered. It's loud enough. <laughs> it's louder now. Yeah. Woo. Um, I didn't know that bit of drama. So I listened through the first four: I, a Pretty Hate Machine and Broken and Downward Spiral and Fragile. And you know, that's 50 like times a, an incredible and, fucking run of music. Yeah, like mm-hmm. one of the best ever. Yeah. Yup. And then didn't really listen to any of the other music forever. Mm. Which is guess kinda how I work. Like I didn't I haven't listened to any other Marilyn Manson either. Like I've listened I didn't listen to any Coheed and Cambria besides Good Apollo for like two or three years. Jeez. Um, if you're gonna be stuck on one Coheed album, that's like the album. I mean that's the thing, yeah, is that I just get I find like these really great albums and I don't really like do the whole like artist deep dive with discography just, dive like, yeah those, yeah it's interesting because out. you do that with indie game developers all the time but not with musicians yeah kind of funny yeah and i'm wondering if maybe i should start doing that more like i'm trying to after this week i actually started with janelle manai is that how you say it janelle monet Mo- janelle monet like i started with the original ep and arch android and oh i have my the God, um they're so good the yeah, they are real good. Electric so Lady. Get, the other two I get to listen to. Electric Lady and Dirty Computer. So oh I'm trying my God. to just... So good. Maybe going to try doing more of the discography deep diving. Because it's really fun. I you like my computers see, like, okay. You get to... <laughs> you get to see like how an artist like changes over time, I guess. And it's nice. Yeah. It makes it it makes the music kind of have a this extra layer of human mm-hmm. humanity to it. So I did that with Nine Inch Nails this week. Interesting. All week. It's like All right up until week. the start of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was listening to Nine Inch Nails. And you, and you went directly in order. Yeah. Nope. So I listened to Pretty Hate Machine <laughs> early in the day, just on a whim. And I was like, oh, oh this is so good. Because I had, I think, um, had like a hole in my head. Um, <laughs> I had like a hole in my head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Either that or Sanctified. Mm. Uh, Ring Finger. But it was nice. That was the first time I'd listened to it after a breakup, too. So I was oh, like, yeah. so it yeah. landed extra good. <laughs> um, but then I did something weird. What'd you do? You know what I did? What, what did I you do? I didn't go. Normally, I listened. I would listen to Pretty Hate Machine, and then I'd listen to Broken, and then I'd listen to Howard Spiral, and then I'd listen to The Fragile. And I would kind of struggle a bit, because The Fragile is really long. <laughs> um, and then I would stop. Mm-hmm. Instead, I listened to The Slip. Huh. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's that not was the one the I thought. One. That was the start of my journey, mm. actually. <laughs> uh-huh. It's got like four good tracks. It's a good EP. Yep, I listened to it. I listened to it once. I haven't gone back to that one yet. Um, it sure kind of plug putters out at the end, huh? Oh God, Corona like... Radiata. <laughs> It putters out to a level I've like literally never seen in an album. Yeah, before like or it after. literally is an album that is dying before the finish line. Because <laughs> man, I remember listening to that the first time. I'm like, oh my god, this is this track's gonna go somewhere, right? Though where it's gonna be have this huge finish because it's seven minutes long. Like, surely you're gonna do something here. Surely you're not gonna tree fingers this shit. And. But seven minutes of Tree Fingers. <laughs> There's like and a 21-minute version of, of Tree Fingers. Well, okay. Well, that's not the album version. They have some restraint. And I think Tree, and I think tree Fingers is still better than Chrono Radio. I would agree. I would agree. But then, What's Tree Fingers? It's a Radiohead instrumental. It's okay, cool. Like, it's just keyboards. It's, but, uh, just, okay. it's just noise. But then the next track after that is also an instrumental? Yeah. And also kind of goes nowhere. Yep. And then the last track is like based on an instrumental from Ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least with Ghosts, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Wow, fuck, that's funny. So I listened to that once. um, And I actually talked to Polly. was like, hey, I know there's something wrong with the production here. Can you tell me what it is? Yeah. (laughs) It's just flat. Mm -hmm. There's, There's no, like... Where previous Nine Inch Nails albums, you could distinguish layers and you could hear all the various things happening. And that's kind of what makes Nine Inch Nails sound really good. Like, go listen to The Becoming uh, from uh, The Downward Spiral and listen to everything going on in that song. It's just Mm. like, that all comes together and sounds incredible. Listen to anything in his discography that's been released from the slip through now. It's not there anymore. So, yeah, that's 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 pretty fair. Um, I, nothing, none of the other, none of the stuff hit me the same way as the slip. I think the slip is like particularly egregious. Oh yeah, to me. But it's it's also throwaways. Um, so yeah, I and it was free, so I can overlook yeah. that to a degree. I, I will call Trent, I will I will call Trent a good guy for just putting a thing out and saying this one's on me. Like that's a cool idea. That was cool of a big. Yeah name like him to do that here are my scraps yeah just i think i I just wish it wasn't called an album basically yeah because if it was just hey here's some scraps then like the pristine run of albums wouldn't have been tainted by it yeah yeah it's weird it's weird how things like that just can shift things so much um yeah like we can talk about bad witch in a minute like if you just called it a dp Mm mm-hmm 
Oh, but then broken, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, so I listened to... I think what I did was I listened to the slip, and then I just went straight to Bad Witch. Oh! Really? I think so. Huh. I thought you went I to... Think, what's the fourth I album? I think I doubled... Then I went to... I think I went to Hesitation Marks after that. Uh, I think I went straight to Bad Witch, and then doubled back. Um, and I don't think that one made... that. It didn't really make a strong impression list out of context like that on one listen, so I yeah. think I, I kind of came back to it later, and then I got more of a thought on it. Um, I, I listened to Hes- So then I listened to Hesitation Marks, um, which is the one that came after the slip, like five years later, and that one really clicked with me. Like, I've listened through it like six yeah. or seven times, like five or six times. It's really... It really works for me. It's real dancey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Here. Okay. Here, I sent this message to Taylor, and I think y- y'all will hear it and then think, wow, I think John should write for a music critic. Crit okay, magazine. okay, let me hear it. He is just so eloquent <clears throat> and well-spoken. All right, here's what I said. This is just nice. This is good, nice music, and I like it. <laughs> Wait, not done. It's not punching me in the face with goodness. <laughs> it's just confidently itself. And I enjoy that. And it's nice. This is just good, nice music, and I like it. <laughs> I'm going to get this boy on Pitchfork now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally it. Like, I've listened to it, like, three times after that, and it was just like... This is just good, nice music, and I like it. At least it's something I haven't done in years, and I laid down on my couch with my phone and just listened to the back half of that album, just chilling. Huh. I'm not I gonna... Don't... Oh, hmm. Polly, your thoughts first, I guess. I... Okay. I gave... Uh, like, in, in growing up to this, I listened to everything uh from hesitation marks up through the string of eps that he did two or three times just oh, wait, to prepare so you could, myself you for just this. couldn't listen to the slip again i d- no <laughs> i'm not doing that to myself um i can let hesitation marks go i that is not a fight that i'm gonna have i won't have it like it's just like you know what it is it's a good album that doesn't appeal to me Okay. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. what I want, and that's yeah. totally okay. I don't feel that it's manufactured or fake like a lot of people criticize the album for. I really genuinely feel like this is the music he wanted to make. It's very Trent Reznor. It's just <laughs> not... It's not a thing for me, I don't feel like. Um, but okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's definitely an okay album. That's my review. How about me writing for, uh, like, Pitchfork now? <laughs> there you think I could do that? I think I, I read a thing that was literally just him being like, hey, we made this thing after, I feel really good after doing all the soundtrack work and How to Destroy Angels, and now I just want to, I, I feel good making, we made another album, and it's great, and I love it. So here y'all, here y'all go. Mm. So Don't th- say it's a happy album, the- though. Everything's not a happy song. Don't say it's a happy song, though. No, but that—that no. that was just the energy I got from it. Was um, yeah. this is just the music that he wants to be making now, and he's just making it. and He knows what he's doing, um, and that it 
I stopped think this was about when I stopped thinking of like Reznor as like that basically the god that made those albums that were really important to me. Yeah. <laughs> and started just as like this is a dude who yeah. has been who's making in a better music mood. for 20 or 30. Trent Reznor is a guy who's been Trent Reznor is a guy who's been through a lot. Like if you know anything mm-hmm. about the man, you know, he's gone through huge swaths of depression that kind of consumed that 90s material on top of drug abuse on top of alcoholism the guy's been through some shit and the place he is at right now isn't where he is where he was you know 20 years ago producing those incredibly like dark layered uh and just completely weird albums that i want to hear so yeah. like I can accept yeah. me, me that. Me too. I love them. So yeah, it just it felt like he knows what he's doing. He's making the music he wants to make, and I was able to get into the headspace where it just clicked with me. Mm. Um, it's interesting because it is like a sixty-minute album, and all the songs are like five minutes. At oh least. yeah, it's a bit much, and I feel that a lot of those songs yeah. could be too. You know, like, one and a half, two minutes shorter. Yeah, I think that's kind of fair, I think. I think if it was that, then it would be one of my all-time faves, maybe. But I would definitely... Just be like, I would enjoy it a lot more, because I think that a lot of those songs yeah. kind of just run on for the purpose of running on. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel bad, but, like, if it was just, like, an emotion-style <laughs> album of dancey Trent tunes that were just kind of succinct and together. I think that would be like, I'd love that as much as anything. I think that would be fabulous. Yeah. Um, so as it is, yeah. I think it may be having it be the same length as like fucking year zero oh, <laughs> or some, God, some yeah. of those like really ambitious conceptual works, mm. having something that this doesn't really, the thematic scale of it doesn't match the, length scale of it. Yes, correct. I, yeah. So I think that might be also what puts folks potentially puts folks off. Yeah. Um because that that's like a thing is like the length of, how the thing length of it and whether it earns that length and it may be mismatched a bit. Yeah, and, and like albums like 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 Year Zero and With Teeth kind of they need that space to do what they're doing. But on the opposite side, mm-hmm. you look at Broken, which is this very quick, succinct punch in the face you know exactly what you're getting start to finish like that album is also thematically and musically what it should be yeah exactly so that's kind of yeah um i think after hesitation marks i doubled back and did with teeth ah, just for the first album time. the great yeah, underrated really the great underrated nine inch nails album for me i think that's the most underrated yeah i think so too i think it like, I think I it's rated get... properly. <laughs> I think I get where people are coming from of it being like kind of getting the point, I guess. Like there's a couple of the like um my favorite track on that is probably Hand the Feeds. Yeah. Um and then the last minute of that where he just kind of where he does just kind of say, "Will you bite the hand that feeds you? Will you stand down on your knees?" and he says that like over and over for like a minute. Yeah. Um yeah. runs a bit and it much. Starts where it started to feel like there's a lot of parts where it's repeating the same idea over and over, especially like lyrically, and that can start to feel 
trite. A bit simplistic. Yeah. yeah. A little bit trite. Like, not really what you'd expect. And it's that's when it starts to feel like it's trying a bit hard, I think. Yeah. Um, not that I still really like it. Like, I remember one of the... I think Pancho was talking about specifically... Um, this. I remember it was the sixth one. It was one of the singles, too. Um, it's very important that I take the time to Wait, get the exact only? one here. This is just very... No, not only. It was... Um, it's not on my phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was Polly searching for it there? No. No, she's talking about um, Okay. But the where start, he said that it felt started to feel like a parody of nineties of nineties nineties nails, and I didn't get that uh, vibe. Like I felt still felt earnest. Just that sense of it trying too hard and then year zero and then going to year zero after that it's like okay now you're doing something kind of different that you don't have that there's no sense of trying to capture yeah he completely shed that 90s kind of industrial metal skin on uh year zero mm-hmm. yeah, oh wait i, I didn't def- listen yeah yeah i, I didn't listen to that i definitely remember people complaining about the lyrics when with teeth came out like kind of in your face overly simplistic you know but his lyrics have always kind of been they're like that always very on the nose like yeah. there's not a lot of and that was also his first album po- uh, post sobriety as well and a lot of people uh, throwing a lot of shit around go back to drugs you did it uh, better that's the thing is like if he tried to imitate like and make an album like downward spiral without like the heartache that came from being in that place like yeah. that would be what's fake that would be completely trying fake. to yeah it was every day is exactly the same was yeah the one yeah. that oh yeah t- yeah um yeah so that's like the yeah so you skipped over year zero and went to one of the eps probably or ghosts oh yeah and then i listened through all three eps um i listened those not the actual events and bad violence and and um bad witch, bad witch. Ad, ad violence and bad witch bad violence and bad, bad violence <laughs> that's a new esrb rating yeah and which is basically, what it I basically is like games. one long it's basically like one long album split up right like I don't, they kind of uh, I don't, they don't thematically or musically really sound in any way related to me when yeah, it was you're just right. the two EPs out, I tried listening to them together, and I don't even think I made it through the first one. Like, I, I have three words that I can use to sum up the the three EPs that he's released over the last year and a half. Okay. I just can't. <laughs> wow. That's actually a Nine Snails lyric. It probably is! <laughs> I can't even... I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> oh God, why? Hey, hey, Polly. Yes. Hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. Polly. What's up? How about that ad violence closer? I... Nope. I don't. All of my yeah. nope. 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 Um, I don't. I, I don't really. Go ahead, Red. I haven't listened to Bad Witch. That's my contribution. Because I, <laughs> I, I disliked those first two EPs so much. I was just, nah, good for now. Man, I'm just like, where is 
Hesitation Marks isn't for me, and I think that it's a good album that just isn't for me, and I could probably enjoy it if I was in the right mood. These three EPs, I just think, are bad. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. I like Hesitation Marks, but I just find it kind of forgettable because it's a bunch of pop songs, Mm -hmm. whereas the EPs, like, are actively awful to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, since we have kind of... We've kind of made our yeah, opinions on the three EPs and, and yeah. known, and this is kind of like where all this. I kind of thought that this would be a fun discussion to bring this whole discography to light. It's like, what is it about these three EPs that grabs you? Because Red and I don't hear what you're hearing, and I would like to know what you're hearing and what your thoughts on that are. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of what I'm realizing is like the thing I came in with like a strong impression on was more hesitation marks. Like that's the one that I've kind of connected with the most, like mm-hmm. as much as year zero, really. Um, with the EPs, I've listened through them like three times and I like I vibe with them like they are appealing to me, but they don't like have sort of an like a singularity of purpose of something of like hesitation marks where it's like this is trying to be this specific thing and it's succeeding in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you're right. I'm not really thinking of them in terms of like one big album. It's more like three kind of like just little things, I guess. Three artistic and, expressions uh, yeah. that likely are not related. Yeah, not really related. Three like little ideas. So I'm not really like expecting... I don't really expect much from them when I turn them on. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a couple, I, I like less than a lot. Um, I think Ad Violence would be my favorite if it weren't for the closer. <laughs> um, um, otherwise, it's probably Bad Witch because I really like those saxophones. Like Bad Witch is definitely the one I see people kind of like grab onto the most. And of the three, uh-huh. it's probably the one that I would say is uh, at least it's not the most boring. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> that's my uh, re- pitchfork.com review. Um, <laughs> but l- like just taken as three separate pieces of work, like none of them land mm-hmm. like at all. And that that's another thing is I may just be completely biased because I don't really get anything out of EPs. Like, I think that they're mm. they're more often than not too short of an expression for me to really be able to grab onto something. Like, uh, there was a rap album released earlier this year that was seven tracks, 21 minutes long. And first listen was like, wow, that was really awesome. And, like, I'm not going to remember that come the end of the year because the impression that it left was kind of just one impression and I don't want to sit there and listen to the same 20 minutes of music over and over and over. Like, there's not... I can't live in a, a, a span of 20 minutes. Yeah, that's hmm. a single Dream Theater song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I, I think would that, for me... Yeah, go ahead. EPs don't land for me, but we're also talking about Nine Nails, which has broken, which is, like, one of the greatest ever, so... Yeah, um, and and I think that that is just because that album is very specifically one kind of vision. Like, it's not just, it's not an EP Mm -hmm. that's just seven songs. It's made with a very specific purpose. And I remember reading a while back, this was uh, 
an interview probably from the 90s or so, and he was asked, like, why wasn't Broken Longer? And he said, because that's where the album needed to end. Like, he's just like, mm-hmm. there's nothing yeah. more to be said here. What is said is need to be said, and adding more to that would just dilute it. It's like a punk album yeah. that's an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that. the 30-minute album, the 20-minute thing, like, makes sense to me, just sort of on an aesthetic level, just in all other media, it makes sense to me, like a short story or a short game, um, short film, like short uh, a 20 minute episode, like Little Witch Academia's Susie episode as just like one 20 minute thing. Yeah. And being the best, best thing ever. Like one shot OVAs, like Dead Leaves yeah. or shit like that. Uh, also, or, or, yeah. there's this one OVA really good, it's called Little Witch Academia. <laughs> Um, Poncho, yep. mention, oh, Poncho, yeah. Poncho mentions uh, Alice in Chains' Jar of Flies, which is an incredible EP as well. It's an acoustic EP. It's one of the best ever recorded. Yeah, and one I just listened through twice in the last couple hours was um, Metropolis, The Chase. <laughs> yes, another good. Yes, like so. I, I like that more than Arch Android, I think, honestly. I think that that's a fair... Um, uh, I, I think that's fair, yeah. Arch Android yeah. can be a little overbloated for me sometimes. Yeah, because, yeah, it's very, it is long. Um, I listened to that in, in, like, two sittings. So I was like, yeah, this is good. And then I listened to the EP right after, and I was like, oh, man, okay, I get it. Yeah, this just oh. smacks. Smacks you right in the face. Yeah, so EPs can be, like, a smack in the face. And the new ones are, the new Nine Inch Nails ones are not smacks in the face. No. Like, they are, they yeah. feel, they don't feel like a bunch of ideas, like, um, smushed down into a really tight package. It feels like a small idea just expressed nicely to me. Yeah. And, and like, I think that listening garden has a really great point, uh, about mm-hmm. bad witch and how it's a d- very distinct, distinctly a farewell to Bowie. Uh, it's got a lot of, uh, outside and black star vibes from it. And I totally hear that in, in that mm-hmm. specific EP. Yeah. I've, when I listened to the single that was posted before the album, I was like, Oh, I know what you listened to before making this. Yeah, and, and Trent Reznor had a very, very uh, close relationship with David Bowie, so uh, oh, really? it's really understandable as to why, um, yeah. you know, like, that would kind of be uh, the motivating factor. Yeah. Mm. I listened through the Ad Violence Closer, like, three times, <laughs> just, like, in each list. Listen, I don't know Wait, how is or it, why. Is it good or said, bad? I don't even remember. Oh. Oh, okay. It's he just repeats like this one two measure sequence like fifty times. Oh yeah. right. Uh, while while it's, it's slowly while it like decays just a little bit each time. Yeah. Oh, like that's the ad violence yeah. closer. It goes on so it's a twelve minute track. Yeah. And eight oh. minutes of it just decay. So that was like the the one thing in all of this that I listened to and I was like, Okay, yeah, I can see why Polly would not would not care for that. <laughs> uh at least it's the last track, as opposed to yeah, the, the song of the slip stop. that just is in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even then, like with that one, I kind of like, this is excessive, dumb and bad, but in a way I really understand, mm-hmm. I guess. Just like, you know, it's hypothetically someone that put a really giant fucking maze in the middle of their game. Um, <laughs> I love it when people do that. Just as like... When an idea that's obviously dumb and bad just 
hooks its teeth into you, and you're just like, well, I have to do this. Yeah. And, <laughs> and may- so maybe I should I do this. Back. Maybe I should do this, record it, and then not put it on an album. <laughs> he w- he was really inspired by uh, Boris for that one. Ooh, man, um, Taylor is going to beat your ass for that. <laughs> a YouTube comment under that track. Oh, it's funny. I opened up that track, and all the YouTube comments were like, "This is so deep." Oh, uh, get oh, the fuck oh, out of my face! You're all being sarcastic on the internet, and I know it. I see through <laughs> you, internet. Well, someone pointed out that it was apparently repeated 52 times, which was like his age. <gasps> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> if you stretch it out so that each one takes a week. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> so, so I... I all I know with the EPs, like, Hesitation Marks is, like, one big singular thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. With the EPs, it's like, these are all separate little things that I gel with and I could see throwing on. They're not going to stick in my brain for a million years or anything. But I just, I'm on board. I like them. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that which is probably the best one. Um, so... And yeah, none of it sounds as flat as the slip to me. Is another vibe is something I kind of try to keep my ear open for. I, I get parts of that with the EPs where it's like kind of a wall of sound yeah, pressing on yeah, you. Yeah, like hesitation marks. Uh, at least the the vinyl master has space. The CD master mm-hmm. of hesitation marks is garbage. Yeah, I don't know. It which one sounds like so different. Really? Yeah, you have them both. Yes. Like in MP3 form? Not in MP3 form, no. I have the vinyl. Well, whatever. Gotcha. You probably can't vi- mp 3 it. <laughs> I don't have I a not. way to do that at home. No, no. No, that's something... <laughs> but that is a thing that... I mean, in general, could I find that online? You could probably out. find a vinyl master. You'd have to do some searching, though. Okay. Oh, my God. One of these... I think it was Ad Violence, where I, I stole a bunch of these albums. Um, and then... <laughs> The Ad Violence one came with, like, a bunch of anarchy literature in PDFs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's the 90s! I'm back! Wait, not <laughs> stuff that Trent included? Because you never know. Not stuff that Trent included. Not stuff that Trent included. The the person who stole it. Yeah. Oh, and geez. posted this. Put a bunch of anarchy lit. Along with the MP3, just like, oh, if you're interested in this, maybe you'll be interested in this. <laughs> yeah, it's that shit's kind of funny sometimes. Other times it's you'll just get porn, cool. and that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I listened through Year Zero. Um, I've only listened through it twice, I think, so I don't really have a strong relationship with it yet. Mm-hmm. It's it's very obviously good. Oh, I think. yes. Fucking was going to jump through this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's I've listened through the newer stuff more for whatever reason, probably because I wanted to argue about it. Um, you wanted to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I literally like just kind of danced like on the elevator listening to hesitation marks. Like, hmm, yeah. If you can still jam to this. <laughs> yes. 
Um, and then Ghosts 1 through 4 is just, it is what it is. And yeah, I think it's cool. Like that, that, that shit's just a lot of good ideas that didn't fit anywhere, yeah. but it in this little collection sounds so good. Yeah. That, that was... I came away from this whole, like, deep dive feeling really motivated because, just creatively, because mm-hmm. you could just see this process. And then I listened through, like, some of the um, pre-production, um, the hack, the pre-production releases on uh, Pretty Hate Machine tracks. Oh, that stuff like, is interesting as fuck. It's so fascinating. I've got like early uh, so mixes just, and and demos for uh, mm-hmm. Antichrist Superstar, and it's just like there's a lot of cool shit there. Huh. Yeah, or it's like, or it's not even like worse. It'll just be different, and yeah, obviously just... like less expensive, which yeah. means that it's closer to something I could potentially make. Yeah, it's it's uh, like listening to early demos of of stuff that you like can be a real interesting experience. I don't think I'd ever done that before, really. So that made me real happy. Um, so I've just watched this whole, like, you know, 30-year arc of this dude making music, and it just is really inspiring to, especially with something like Ghosts 1 through 4, where it's just like, I'm going to work in this really limited space and explore it exhaustively. <laughs> you want to hear a really limited space that's really nice and tranquil? Uh, he yeah. released another EP called Still. It's just him and a piano oh. redoing other songs just in that oh, style, cool. and it's all one take. Like, there weren't, like, retakes huh. or anything. It's just him in a room with a piano. Do the songs. And it's like, um, uh, Good shit. shit. I think it's I think it's an EP. I don't think it's a full album, so, but it's really, really, really good. Huh? I've never heard of that. Good shit. Cool. I'll take that. Take a look at that too. Definitely. There's do so that. much good stuff here. I didn't listen to Fixed either. Um, I don't or any really. Or the other I, viral, I, whatever. I don't really care about Fixed, honestly. Like I never really got into mm-hmm. any of the remix albums. Uh, like further down the spiral, things like that. I never. I. Remixes aren't my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've never heard those or Year Zero remixed. Mm-hmm. I was just like, eh. There was that website for a while where you fans can, could post yeah. like, remixes and like download the stems. There was some stuff on there I liked. It's but back when Trent time. was really, really cool about this shit, and now he's kind of like a bitter old man. Really? Yeah, he's uh, not quite as cool these days. I remember mm-hmm. when like you could like add ghosts to your YouTube video for free. Mm-hmm. Like, all those songs are on... They might still be, but, like, no one seems to probably care anymore. But it's just funny mm-hmm. that he put, like, all that material up on YouTube is just like, oh, if your video gets taken down for copyright, you can just add a song from Ghosts on top of it. It's just kind of funny. Okay, Garden of the Dead That's says cool. it's only Ghosts 1 now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Trent leaked Gear Zero on USB sticks and bathrooms at shows. Yep. Yeah, I'll just stick a USB from the bathroom into my computer. Sure. And and Taylor's also right that Trent works for Apple now, so there's that to keep in mind. And he's also uh, he's Wait, also seriously? yeah he works at Apple and he's signed by Columbia, so you know he's Mister Corporate mm. now. Yeah, I mean he got, he went on he went on to his own label after Year Zero, and the first thing he did was make a two double in, instrumental album, and, and he released, <laughs> and then released uh, the next one for free, and released uh, Saul Williams. Uh, uh, the Inevitable Rise and Liberation of Niggy Tardust. That album's good as fuck! Yes, it is! 
It's like, you want a rap album produced by Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> Here you go. That's yep. exactly what you get. I sure and do. You get an incredible poet on top of all of that. Yep. So I haven't I haven't listened to the How to Destroy Angel stuff um, either. I don't know much about it. But apparently he does that with his wife. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, I feel crummy just saying his wife. Like, she has a name and a career and all that. Um, but, you know, you can Google that. And... Like, that's really cool. Like, he's just obviously in a better place and obviously more corporate and all that. But Like, I'm totally fine just, with wherever Trent Reznor wants to be personally. Yeah. It's just his music kind of, like, it doesn't do for Lost me what there. it used to. It's not the same. And, like, I have things that are very adjacent to what, you know, I enjoy of his work now that give me that same kind of uh, visceral, raw feeling that like I can just, cool. yeah, yeah, I feel that. That was cool. That was also nice listening to Janelle Monae. Just like, okay, this is a little bit more contemporary and vibrant as opposed to somebody who's been around for you know thirty years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, your the expectations shift. I think, like that's kind of what it was with me with the EPs, where I was just like not expecting something. I don't know. I don't know how to put it exactly, but so I, talking I think it's when you go like five years between albums and you build up the next one in your head and then it comes out and you don't really like it. Yeah, that, that's just always a when bummer because when you mm-hmm. can deep dive through everything in like a week, literally like, yeah, there's less expectations. Going everything since with the teeth. Yeah. So yep, still so a lot of still a lot of love in my heart for Nine Inch Nails. That'll never go away. Like I grew oh, yeah. up, I grew up with that music. It's got a lot of personal value to me, uh, and just musically, mm-hmm. it's inspired me for years. So you know, it's just like, hey, like I, I will still listen to anything cool that you do put out, but just what you've been doing lately mm-hmm. isn't for me. Mm. Yep, the content, this the really living contemporary vibrant stuff is going to be coming from someone else now like that's just sort of the nature of it i think yeah like and that's that like if you're an artist that mm-hmm. evolves over the course of your career that's how it should be really yeah like you can't do the same thing all the time and i would be bored yeah. if any artist that i like did the same shit all the time mm-hmm. like you can see yeah. even that like even just a little bit with with, with teeth like okay i'm glad that you stopped <laughs> stop there yeah basically. yeah like i'm glad that your zero came out and was this hugely yeah. different thing and super fucking rad yep your zero was yeah. so like it's almost like more relevant now than when, when it came oh, out god though. yeah like, oh, the magic g is fucking crazy Ooh. like it has aged so well yeah like the themes yeah, of that the album that were so on point holy shit yeah. like it just transfers right over yeah oh my god there go fireworks yeah. again Yay. Seriously? Hold on. <laughs> wow, I heard it. Look at hell. It's just every weekend now. Yeah. Sunday. It's not even Saturday. It's Sunday. And there's They're just gone. Oh my god. Just go. Let it go. Let it rock. Pussies, I bet you don't have more. <laughs> Oh god, what if it was somebody just shooting a gun? Oh <laughs> boy, I'm in trouble, huh? Oh, oh 
great. America. Speaking of year zero. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on us. Uh, doomed from the God start. God bless the USA. <laughs> so much potential. Oh my God. So 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 is is that the cap on our uh, nine inch nails discussion? <laughs> All right, so now yep. we're going to talk um, about uh, the new Death Grips album, uh, Year of the Snitch, right? Is that where we're going? <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. Maybe next time. <laughs> All right, so, of course, I want to thank everybody for coming out this fine Sunday evening and everybody at home listening to the archive. Y'all are wonderful, and the fireworks agree. Uh, <laughs> I can't help. I just, like, keep going, y'all. <laughs> I hope it's not oh, a I guess gun. I, have an I don't think it's a gun. Oh yeah, John has. Okay, so let's wrap up. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> thank y'all. <laughs> yes. Was there something um, else you wanted to hit? Mare Queen Man Mandig Mandig, I think. Is yes, right. Mare Queen Mandig. Is what? Yes, she has a completely good career that stretches well way beyond just being Trent Reznor's. Wife. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Um. And uh, let's see. Uh, John Thayer has a game coming out Tuesday called Facets. Oh, yeah, that's it. Everybody needs to go check that out. Uh, and uh, we're going to go ahead and start getting ready to play it on. Yeah, yeah. Talk over me, motherfucker. Going, keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep talking right over me. Fucking love it. All right, go ahead. Fucking love it when people do that. Game. I just want to tell the people what was in it. God. You're gonna spoil your own game, dickhead. Tell everyone exactly. Gonna do a quick spoiler cast <laughs> rundown. Well, tell me the weaknesses of all the bosses. <laughs> the snake boss. Make sure you get that fucking slow shit off of you with the quickness, motherfucker. <laughs> that boss. Fuck that boss. Uh, John Fire. Where can our fine listeners find you? Um, farawaytimes.com uh, farawaytimes.h.io I don't even know, uh, it'll be a bit before I update the main one <laughs> <laughs> Rhett, where can we find you? Uh, n3.tumblr.com and you can find me at twitch.tv slash Eric's Joystick and remember we are the podcast that loves you we are the, the only ones, ones that love you, that love you. I... We're, the, we're the only ones that love you Sorry, Polly. Polly. <laughs> Later, that was a very really good podcast. I hate my life.